Welcome back to the Hank Strange situation. Life make sure you guys subscribe. Make loaded. sure you thumbs up. Ring the bell so you can be notified when we go live. We are live. I hope you got your big girl panties on. Uh, and let's do jazz hands. Come on. Let's see the jazz hands. Let's see who's jazz handsing it up right there. 13C Gun Reviews is here. All right. Flying Rich is here with Pebbles. Yeah, hey. Try to get him, nice. guys. Absolutely. There you go. There you go. Okay. Both of those guys are here. I'm here. Um, you know, we, we Joe is our special guest tonight. Uh, this is episode uh, 425. He's He always comes on, but tonight he has a cool gun that we want to know everything about. So uh, we're calling this new IWI US Masada pistol review from 13C Gun Reviews. <laughs> Um, and he's going to have the gun here. He's going to answer all you guys' questions. We'll talk about other things as well. Um, there, In the description of this video is the link to 13C Gun Reviews video. I suggest you guys check that out. I think you've got some really cool content in there, Joe. You want to? Um, I do, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so you guys yeah, go, yeah, over, go over and check that out, yeah. Um, he, it's, it's very detailed. I think, uh, are you at 2,000 rounds through it already at this point? Uh, not Close. quite. The yeah. for, for for the video portion that went live, we mm -hmm. were uh, I went home and I well I don't want home I, I I pulled up our official numbers. So when the video went live, we were at uh, one thousand four hundred and fifty. Mm -hmm. We're going to be pushing to uh, to the two thousand mark by the time we get our review done of the RMR to the HRS. Right. Um, this is kind of the SOCOM version here. Uh, once once that video goes live, we'll be at two thousand um, rounds total through the gun. Awesome, and if anyone's wondering how come, that's because Joe. Joe is one of the you testing it out, right? You were yeah, working with yeah, IWI. So mm -hmm. I was, I was. So I, I was one of the uh, beta testers, if you will, for the U.S. market. Um, mm -hmm. Originally, um, you know, the the Masada has been in production kind of worldwide for a couple of years now. Mm -hmm. um, it's in use for various military uh, and police services uh, around the globe. Mm -hmm. And uh, until they could get their production levels and military military police contracts fulfilled, they didn't want to really bring it into the U.S. market. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you know, they didn't want to, you know, have to be fulfilling these other ones that only have a small amount trickle in. So one of the things they want releasing not uh, that long ago in Canada, a version that's very similar to the international version. Um, and then this version for the U.S. market, U.S. Mar for for people who aren't familiar with kind of the 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 global uh arms trade, let's say, um, the U S market is an Island unto itself. Really. Um, okay. the, the rest of the globe, you know, the, there's a European market, which mostly influences the rest of the globe. Uh, and then there's the U S market, which is very unique, very distinct for what U S shooters want. So certain things that U S shooters want, uh, for example, is the ability to mount, and I should have grabbed some lights, is yeah. the ability to mount whatever, you know, all the main lights. Can you give us a close-up so, on it, if you don't mind? Sorry. Sure. Yeah, there we sure. go. There we so, go. For anyone who wants handgun. to see it, boom. All right. So handgun. Yeah, just so, go a little so left. Hand, Let me see a little left. Uh, a little left. The, other, the other left. Sorry. <laughs> there you go. All Great. right. Sorry. Okay. I'm, tr I'm trying on the screen here. I wish I could see what you guys actually see because um, – through this Skype, I see my full camera view. Yeah, so it's hard to know. Yeah, where you would I'm have to open at. up. You would have to open up um, in another window. But you're good. You're good right there. Yeah. Giving us a good look at it right there. Yeah. Yeah. 
So um, th- you can mount all the on this on this frame the, the version that dropped yesterday, uh, which would be this one. You can mount any U.S. made uh, you know common light, stream light, Surefire, um, you know the the O lights, you name it. Any normal pistol mounted light that's going to fit on any other pistol will fit on this one. So there's no issues there. But originally that initial version that came in the frame uh, went from the trigger guard went from here and angled out this way more uh, horizontally rather than quite as vertical as it is here now okay. the now that gave you plenty of room um to uh you still have plenty of room in the trigger guard uh now or then but it gave you a little extra room which made it probably the largest trigger guard uh of any uh the striker fired handguns that are out there on the market this still puts it in line with any of and you know, with any of the other ones be it glock vp9 things like that uh still one of the one of the largest uh, trigger guards, but they wanted just to make it a little bit larger so that, you know, you, especially, you know, like the Northern half of the U S a lot of people wear gloves. Yeah, absolutely. So anyway, part, part of our testing initially a couple months ago, whether we found out was you can't mount, you, you know, previously not on this one, but on the old frame, you couldn't mount, uh, some of the larger surefires and streamlights. It just wasn't quite, there wasn't quite enough room behind it. Mm-hmm. So they had to redesign the frame. They wind up sending out another frame. Uh, we swapped out the frame and uh, continued our testing on it. So little things like that, um, that, you know, you know, in, in, in Israel, you know, they have a couple of weapons mounted lights. You know, they only have like two or three options, really, you know, because it's, companies just don't. It's not it's not something that's big overseas necessarily. So it's not something that, you know, some of the designers as they were adapting this for U.S. market had considered. Anyway, they worked it out. Um, they figured it out. And. Uh, and then, and then we got this version that we have here. Um, another, you know, some of the other, some of the other things that are unique to the U.S. market, um, they wanted a optics-ready model. So there is only one model uh, for the U.S. market. I know there's some other videos out there that uh, you know people kind of put out information about that. There's a lot of stock photos rolled into them that, that isn't quite accurate. So um, the video that we put up, it's uh, it's 26 minutes long, but it's pretty intensive. It covers the mounting plate, the systems, how it holds up. Um, we throw this thing up into the air, uh, testing the mounting system on it as well as the RMR. We really we we're and you'll see more of that torture testing when the arm when the RMR specific video comes out still with on this gun, but. Um, we, all the information in there uh, is accurate and current as of still, as of this moment, because one of the things we waited to put the final words onto camera, so to speak. Uh, and, you know, we finished that up two days ago. OK, so, so very so your stuff is very recent. That, yeah. OK, yeah, cool. yeah. Yeah. All the information That's in there, good. everything that we give out, the stats, everything else is current for the model that actually dropped. Because there's a lot of crossover and some other things that are out there where people get confused. Uh, you know, they say things like, you know, there's two different models. It, no, there's only there's there's only the one model for the U.S. market. Any any of that other stuff, pictures that, you know, they're rolling in or thinking about or whatever. Those are for, you know, international models that have been out for some time. Okay, very cool. Uh, hold on, let me see. Hold on one second there, Joe. Um, by the way, Special K says, uh, awesome video, 13C gun review. So I'm just giving you thank that. You. I'm a little behind. Um, everyone out there, by the way, smash the thumbs ups. Thank you. We appreciate yes. that if you do. Um, I know there's some haters and they're smashing the thumbs downs. Thank you as well. All of that helps us. We enjoy it. Go ahead yeah. and smash those thumbs all the way down if it makes you happy. Yeah interaction is uh is interaction per se yeah I think yeah i don't think way. people understand that we don't really care about like youtube or any of these things we're we're using the system so mm-hmm. whatevs there you go um uh, richard hughes what's up with you Where is Ooh, richard? I, i've been mucking with a new toy oh okay uh what have you um 
Go ahead, Richard. Keep talking. Let me see. You're supposed to be coming up here, but I don't see you. Okay. Uh, yeah, I've been uh, playing with the Ghost Gunner and, uh, you know, did a lower. So just uh, checking fitment and making sure all the parts go. Okay, cool. All right. That's what you're up to? Yep. All right. Nice, nice. Um, let me see here. So, yeah, I've got a couple of questions coming in here right now. Uh, let me just, I'll put Richard up in the corner with me. Boom, there you go. Okay, so Brian Quick wants to know what's my favorite season or episode of Top Gear with Jer Jeremy, James, and Hamster. Uh, so I'll get into that. Um, well, okay, so there's two things with that, by the way. There's Top Gear, but then, you know, they kind of like left BBC, and then they're on the Grand Tour. So do you really want the Top Gear one, or do you want the current stuff from when they went on the Grand Tour? So... That's you, you know. I gotta ask you a question first before I answer your question, because the t when they were on Top Gear, that's the old stuff. I don't even like Top Gear that much anymore, but I still look at it because I gotta look at car stuff. Can't help it. Uh, let me see if there's any uh, shout outs here I need to do to anyone. I don't know who needs the shout outs. Uh, DC Two Megaboo says smash those thumbs ups. Uh, Appalachian Gunrunner says the same thing. I'm throwing those up there right now. Uh, let's see. Harry's holster says, Joe, do you work for IWI now? <laughs> oh, Joe, you're muted. Why is Joe? Oh, oh, sorry about that. Go. Okay. Um, no, 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 I don't. Um, I, uh, I, I, I volunteered to be a U.S. tester, uh, for this. Uh, they, they, they came to me and they asked me, uh, if I would be willing to, will, willing to help them test it and, uh, and get it out. Uh, cause they'd seen some other videos that I had done with the Tavores mm -hmm. uh, and stuff like that, which was pretty cool. So, yeah. um, so, so yeah, let me so, ask no, this. I, I don't work for them and uh, right. I was not paid uh, to do the video if, if yeah. that was a follow up yeah. question. This is a good place to, um, this is a good place to, we're going to get, uh, I think the, the thing for us to do right now is to get into the stuff with this pistol because it's kind of new, right? I don't know if everyone yeah. knows it's out there right now. Yeah, yeah. So it, it just officially dropped uh, yesterday at 9 a.m. Okay, yeah. So we're going to get into that. Let me see. Okay, so Black Sword Shinobi is asking a question. It says, Hank, did you send uh, the money to the GOA? Yes, we did. So um, I got that little half a check. Split it between the GOA and Maj Ture. That money's already sent out to those guys. So for anyone who wants to know about that, uh, uh, Harry says, gotcha. And the, uh, the 13C, and he also says 13C gun review is still awesome. Um, so here is the question that I would ask. Everyone wants to know since you brought this up. How the hell do we all become testers for IWI? <laughs> yeah, I mean, can we um, all sign up for that? <laughs> <laughs> I would I would suggest um, put out some videos uh, if if you if you have you know some guns that you like put out some videos um, put out some content and then uh, you know when you go to various shows I mean I you know I, I wound up talking with them uh, you know every time I go to you know shot show and NRA and stuff I stop by their mm -hmm. booth and talk to them just you know they're cool people to talk right, to right right um, and I and and I knew Jeremy uh, a little bit from before. Mm -hmm. Um, as well. And I, and I had talked with, uh, Rebecca as well, two of the, two of the, uh, you know, the kind of the directors of sales and marketing mm -hmm. over there. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, so what, so when it came up, you know, I've, I've done some, I've done some, uh, NDA work, uh, for some other companies in the past and they're aware of that. So they know that I'm pretty good at keeping my, uh, keeping my mouth shut. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so, so everyone that's, that's, can't just go to go their website it. and sign up and then, you know, no, no, oh, no. no, no I, I, I don't think so anyway. Yeah, no, sure, I'm just teasing. Yes. I'm just teasing. <laughs> yeah. Does that mean Blackwater's hiring you out? 
No. no. <laughs> no? no. Although I, I, I am looking for work. So if somebody actually wants to hire me, um, yeah. I'd, I'd be more than I'd be more than happy to do with, to do that. Uh, if, if it comes to something that I'm going to put out on video, I'm still going to keep my own opinion on it. But, uh, yeah, if, if, if somebody's hiring, I'm, I'm, I'm more than happy to, <laughs> well, okay, more than happy kind of, to go to work. <laughs> what kind of gig are you looking for specifically? Cause you know, people, I, I, there might be some I, people I, I have, here that own male strip clubs, you know, there might, there's I, all kinds of things in here, man. I don't know. know. I don't know. I, I don't know if I'm willing to go the stripper route yet. I mean, <laughs> okay, I'm not taking right. any option completely off the table. Yeah, I mean, you know, but, you're still uh, you're still young and skinny. I'm you not, know, right? I'm, I'm, right? I'm still young. So, yeah. you know, <laughs> maybe at some point, the more desperate I get, the more willing I'd be to branch out. Uh huh. Uh huh. That's uh, that's how they <laughs> usually get them. That's how they get you. Uh, Richard Monda says, "I don't bother with Top Gear anymore since the new uh, lot took over." Yeah, there's some things I like from there, you know, or if they have a car or something that the other guys don't have. I really like the Grand Tour. If you want to know my best season, it's the first one when the Grand Tour came back. Uh, like, the first video they did was really cool, where they all had three different kinds of guys, cars, excuse me. Um, they had, like, they had, uh, what was it, past, present, future kind of, you know, cars there. So I, I really like the first stuff when they first came back, but I like um, all of the seasons that they're doing, and I'm looking forward because right now they're not going to do the, um, like, track stuff and all that anymore from what I hear. So they're oh, just yeah? – no, they're just going to do those things where they go off to countries and uh, drive around. They're not doing – they're not having people in the studio. All of that stuff's over. Oh. That's oh, all see, done. Like That's not happening anymore. I kind of like the the first season. They set up a tent in like Dubai. Mm. They set up a tent wherever. You know, they mm. always had the different background, which was kind of cool. Right. And then there, uh, I don't know if it was at Clarkson's property or so, where they had mm. the you know last two seasons. Right. They had set up there, and they had the awful dirt track, dirt and rock track that they ran the cars over, as mm. opposed to uh, they they were using some airfield. And they put down a track in the corner of one of these airfields because in England there was a lot of military fields and they mm -hmm. had uh, Top Gear was filmed at one of these fields. Yeah. And uh, so they were filming, uh, you know, the Grand Tour when they did the car event, you know, the car on the trash at uh, another airport where mm -hmm. they, you know, put down a track of some sort. Uh I mean, I like that stuff. I, I like the show. I like the uh, camaraderie. I like the chemistry between the guys. Mm -hmm. So uh, that def definitely, I like the old Top Gear with uh, Clarkson and everybody. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think it's fun. Yeah, absolutely. We'll, we'll get into more car stuff here um, at the top. I think Joe's into cars too, right, Joe? Yeah, um, a little bit. I mean, they, they get around. I've got huge news that I'm so excited about. Uh-oh. I paid off my Jeep this month. What? It was the last payment. Yes. Yeah. Oh, cool. So, oh, so how long have you had that? Like five years or something? Yeah, exactly five years. Oh, nice. Okay. Exactly so five years. Paid so it's paid off. off. So I'm pretty excited about that. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Um, I was going to ask if you're going to trade up now that you paid it off, but I know I don't no. think that's in the program right now, right? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm glad it's paid off. You know, when I. So I put I, I was putting on a lot of miles for my day job. Mm -hmm. um, I'm at uh, 160 some thousand miles on it. It's five years old. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, so when I bought it um, at the time, I bought it. I bought the uh, they had a uh, Mopar uh, factory. Uh, it's 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 really like a, a lifetime warranty, but they call it a lifetime service plan. Mm -hmm. 
So basically, um, the dealership wanted like four grand for this thing, but I found a dealership out of Arkansas that was selling the exact same one. It's through Mopar. So you log into your Mopar account online Mm -hmm. and it's actually Mm -hmm. a Mopar thing. It's not like a aftermarket. It's an actual Chrysler Fiat Mopar Mm -hmm. thing. So that's important. I've I've had that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. you're familiar with it. So I bought it out of this, out of this dealership. Mm-hmm. My local dealership wouldn't like touch the price at all. I bought it from a dealership down in Arkansas somewhere. I forget the guy's name, but anyway, uh, he sold it to me for what for like two hundred bucks over cost, which was like twenty five hundred bucks. So for twenty five hundred bucks, <clears throat> I've got nine hundred ninety nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine miles <laughs> of service on it. So um, now now it's not oil changes and stuff, but like uh, uh, I don't know. A few months ago, I had uh, a coil pack. Thing go out the, the the main coil pack harness, mm-hmm. which it's only like a hundred dollar item, but to, re, to but to get to the other part that's connected, it's like two hours worth of labor to unbolt half of whatever's back there to actually get to the other part of it that you have to disconnect and reconnect. Mm-hmm. So that was, I don't know, like a six hundred dollar bill for because you know labor on it was like four hundred bucks to take the back off and you know the engine whatever I don't know whatever the hell they do under there they do what they do, mm-hmm. and. Um, uh, what else? Um, so, oh yeah, and then I had uh, one of the air uh, things go out uh, about a year ago. The so the 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 Grand Cherokee that I have has the uh, it's the Overland, so it has the it has the air suspension, but oh, it also has right, the right. Uh, quadra lift. Okay. So um, it has a normal driving mode, and then it has a driving mode for when you're going over 50 miles an hour, it lowers mm-hmm. the front for more aerodynamics, and then it has two off-road modes. So when you go off-road, it raises it up, I think off-road one, it raises it up like an inch and a half, then off-road two is like another inch and a half. So it gets another like three inches of ground clearance, which gives it more ground clearance than a Wrangler uh, Sahara, one of the off-road Wrangler Saharas. Um, It gives more ground clearance Mm -hmm. than that, which is pretty cool. Anyway. Yeah, Yeah, no, that's cool. It's on the Rebel, but people always tell me like, yeah, those things are going to go out on you. Oh yeah, there, there. I would have never bought it without this warranty. That's one of the reasons why I just went all out with it. I figured, you know, what? I'm going to buy this car. I'm going to ride it to the wheels fall off. Because I, I mm. man, and five years later, I could not be happier with this thing. Uh, so anyway, that went out like a year ago, and that was sixteen hundred bucks just for the components that went out, not including the labor. Mm. So yeah. between so that and the coil pack, or? it's it's paid. Yeah, it's a hundred dollar deductible. Mm-hmm. So even counting the two. Two times I paid the deductible with the two things, it's already paid for itself. And yeah. now I've, you know, I've got eight hundred and whatever thousand miles to go, and it's still gonna yeah. eight hundred forty thousand miles. I wish they had better. Cover. I wish they had better warranties on Amer- uh, on more American cars. Like I know some companies have the hundred thousand mile thing. That's usually um, who is that? That's Hyundai and uh, Kia, I think, to have. Yeah. Yeah, Hyundai has hundred thousand miles, uh, but I, I was a little pissed at them because I'm I'm a fax guy and mm. they they weren't real tight on the facts. I'm like, hey, what's covered for hundred thousand miles? For like mm. everything, bumper to bumper. But like our tires, no. Our brakes, no. Are that well, what's covered? She's they're like everything, bumper to bumper. It, mm. So the the sales, at least the salesperson I dealt with, uh, wasn't so good. But okay. um, I've got. My, I've had two Genesis Coupes. They're the only cars I've ever owned new, mm-hmm. and kind of, kind of like what uh, Joe was saying about buying the car. I was uh, working in New York, and my family's living down here. And you know, just because I was in New York with buddies uh, that have planes, it was easy for somebody to drop me off in Connecticut. Well, a dealer in Connecticut, it's like, hey, I'll, I'll give you this car for I think it was thirty-two grand. I'm like, cool. I'm like, uh, I'm thinking about it. And I came down here and they had the car. Uh, you know, I was here for like Christmas, New Year's. 
and the dealer's like 36. I'm like, I'm going to get in Connecticut. I don't need the car. You know, I flew down. I don't need to drive back. Um, I haggled for like four hours, got it for 32 grand. Oh, okay. But um, the, let's see, I'm just a little over 50,000 miles, really no issues. I did go through tires with, you know, performance car, you go through tires pretty quick. Uh, and the front brakes. So mm-hmm. I did brakes and rotors, but otherwise, uh, car's been fine. No issues. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. Listen, let's get back into the gun. There's lots of people sure. in here for the gun. We got to get the gun, the Masada stuff out of the way here. Uh, All Jim right. Way Jam says for that new IWI, what calibers will it come in? So that's from Jim Way, so, who in his thing is rocking a, a, a Mohawk. So shout out to him. So uh, right now, just nine millimeter. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know uh, how, you know, if and when they're going to change that. Uh, mm-hmm. Right now, just nine millimeter. I know they are. Big question I've had and that I had right at right out of the thing, since it's going to have, it's got your RMR cut in it. Are they going to offer a threaded barrel? Um, I do not. They never gave me any official confirmation on that other than, you know, probably. So mm-hmm. um, I, my take off that, not, not, you know, anything that they would say, but my take on that would be they're going to have a nine millimeter or they're going to have a threaded barrel for this. I would think um, fairly Pretty, soon. Yeah. I have no idea how soon, but I would think that it's going to be fairly soon. Yeah. Um, that's, just, that's just my takeaway from it. Yeah. If, on if, that. if I was going to speculate on that, right. Be, just the mm-hmm. whole, th- the fact that it's a chassis system, so basically, um, you know, you can the the chassis is the serialized part of that gun. So mm-hmm. this is modular. So just based on yeah. that, I'm sure they're going to have other calibers depending on the popularity of this. And like DCG 44s is saying, uh, one of the what is it? One of the best parts of the Masada pistol is a surprisingly reasonable price. So it might be it might be popular. I, I can't help but think this is going to be crazy popular. Um, yeah. The, it's, it's got one of, you know, for, for its price point, it's got probably the best factory trigger out there. Mm-hmm. Now, it's a little bit – It's I was as surprised at this trigger as I was at the trigger on the VP9 for its price point. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, which I think, which I think the two guns are very. Uh, you can compare them very easily. They're about the same price. Obviously, this one has the RMR cut for it. You know, right out, right out of the box. Um, so, you know, you've got some added value in this. But as far as it feels good in the hand, the trigger is really nice. Um, the ergos are good. It's ambidextrous. Uh, uh, ambidextrous. Sorry yeah. for the for the guy who hates when I say that. Uh, yeah, so so ambi on ambi slide release, ambi mag release on both sides. You don't have to switch anything out; it's just ready to go right okay. out of the thing. So you can you can drop from either side here without changing anything around. Oh, Same thing that's slide good. Release. That's pretty good. It is. Yeah, yeah three different back straps as well. Yeah. It looks um, really good. I don't know if you could hold it up it to the screen again. We've got people coming in. By the way, folks, smash mm-hmm. the thumbs ups. There you go. This gun looks good, man. I kind of like this better than the Sig P320s. I don't know why. I yeah, I like absolutely. the way that it looks. Uh, like. It, They've they've spent time with it. They thought it out. Um, they, they've smoothed out the rough edges. Are you know whatever mm-hmm. rough edges there may have been already out of the box. You've got a nice deep undercut here mm-hmm. uh, for your finger and for your knuckles. So you you know it's not digging into you. Uh, that's you know one of the big digs that I've had on some other manufacturers yeah. that they you know they just 
they just cheap out on that. They go flat, and then you're going to have to have somebody come in and contour that yeah. uh, after the fact. Yeah, I like the way it looks. Dan hates you. Says uh, I want to see a mud test. <laughs> I know you were do you were you were testing it in your video. I saw you throwing it around and stuff. I, I recommend you yeah. guys go check out that video. And like, you can even just open up a thing right now if you're you know on a computer or whatever and roll it. Make sure you thumbs ups and uh, give shout outs to Joe and all that kind of stuff. Comment in there. Uh, help get that video uh, spun up. Um, let's see what we got. So, Go ahead. Joe, the slide, is that polymer or what, what is the finish on that? Okay. So, um, the finish on this, oh God, now we have to draw a blank. Um, it is a, um, I, it's almost like a melanite type finish. Um, it's, uh, I mean, you can see there's actually like no scratches on it yet. Uh, so, so the finish on here is pretty tough. Okay. I, I, I got to pull the exact name for the finish off here. I don't want to call it wrong. Right. So I actually so got a couple a different things I'm working on right now. Okay. So, um, and you know, Hank, you said you already saw the video. So you, you saw this thing go sailing up into the yeah. air. Yeah. I saw you throw dozens it and dozens of feet. Um, <laughs> yeah. And the, really cause you're also testing thing. the optic, right? Cause I remember, right. yeah. Yeah. So, so part of our testing on this, we're doing concurrently is on the uh, RMR2 HRS. So this is the, I guess the civilian version, as close as you can get to the military uh, SOCOM version uh, that was adopted by SOCOM for their pistols. So, uh, so you know, we're going to beat the hell out of this. We will be doing some water testing uh, as well on it as part of the video with with the gun as well. Um, I, I I don't know. I I don't I don't have a mud test plan. Um, we may do that in the future, uh, but for the next two videos that are. It's technically two videos uh, that'll be coming out with this gun next, uh, the RMR, and then uh, we're yeah. going to follow up with some night vision sites. It's more accuracy stuff and whatnot, and kind of a 2,000-round follow-up after that, more specific to the gun. But Did um, you do – did you – by the way, um, Sean Montoya says, what's up, Hank? And then Mr. FNH says, gun people. So shout-out to those guys. Um, did you do a drop test or hammer test on that on that bad boy? I did not smack it with a hammer. Um, uh -huh, the the, uh -huh. the the test that I've done, where I've thrown it, where I've tossed it and thrown it and dropped it, uh, it has the it has not fired. Um, or well, mm -hmm. there wasn't a rounded, but the hammer didn't fall. Um, so there was no issue there, uh, or the striker, I should say, didn't fall. Mm -hmm. uh, so I haven't had any issues with that. I have not smacked it with a hammer though, and mm -hmm. I do not plan on smacking it with a hammer. That's Okay. That's just not realistic, in my opinion. If it doesn't, <laughs> okay. if, if, right. if if the striker doesn't fall when you throw it, and I mean it's hard to know just how high I threw it. I mean, uh -huh. saying fifty, feet, it went fifty feet in the air probably would not be an over exaggeration. Yeah, you threw um, it up pretty it high. Went pretty frick, it went pretty. Frick, just as I let that thing go, I said to myself, "Yeah, but it, it was grass. It was grass. Much. It was grass it was, and yeah, earth. It, it, it wasn't it, like it, concrete." It, no, it wasn't concrete. It, no. it, it's grass, but right. so for those of you who aren't familiar with that area right there, um, a couple of years ago that used to be field. Mm -hmm. um, so when they when they when they came out uh, that area where all that area right there where it fell. I mean, if you look down, that it's grass, but it's barely grass. It's mostly really low cut weeds and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, so that area is where uh, we had nine. We had ninety three traxel dump trucks full of dirt come out. So that area was driven over like. It's rock solid, that ground. I mean, it is about as tough a grass, dirt, weed thing as you can get. And then a flat blade dozer came and pushed it all up and ran over out there for eight hours, moving everything it looks, around. It looks like a golf course, actually, now. It, it, like a it's fairway. pretty smooth, but yeah. I, I, have, I, I keep the grass cut 
as low as possible out there because if it comes up, then it's just it looks horrible. But keeping it low, it looks re- it does it looks really nice on video. Yeah. But anyway, that's where that ground is. So it's not yeah. um, it's not it's not soft dirt. I'm not not trying to overplay it or underplay it. It's just it's not soft. It is it is like freaking clay almost because yeah. the dirt that was out there and on top of it is not yeah. well. Yeah, I'll take a picture of it one day, like actually up close so you can see what it is but most of it's just clovers and other stuff you keep down yeah the only thing i would say the video is great man the only thing i would say you got to get some of that donald trump orange spray tan <laughs> you know <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you're you, blinding me part, you're blinding me for, for the most part i i i'm white or i burn there's not there's I really one or the other it. right one or the other yeah now, oh if man we could, if we could, we, we're just coming off of that summer heat wave. It's actually been beautiful here the last like two days. We we're just coming off that summer heat wave where we had heat indexes in the 115s up here. Mm-hmm. And I was just, you know, for a week, I didn't go outside really when the sun was out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. do you get, do you get sunstroke sun or anything like that? I know a lot of fair skinned people that happens to them. I don't know. Well, um, you were born in Florida. Well, I, not, yeah. I, I was born in Florida. So yeah. if I, if I stay hydrated, Mm-hmm. Um, you know, anybody, anytime I'm ever out there with anybody in the sun or the heat, I mean, they literally, they just, I nonstop drinking from water. I, okay. I lose tons of water. Yeah. So, um, if I stay hydrated, no, n- not really. Um, yeah. I will get overheated if I'm out there for a while though. And I do need to, you know, at least get in the shade, but. Okay. Uh, Archangel. And then, yeah, I gotta yeah. use, yeah, ex- exactly. Black, black sword is saying, dude, use sunscreen, sunblock. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> if, if I'm out in the sun for any amount of time, I have sunscreen on, uh, cause I'll, I'll, I'll go from nothing to burnt, you know, super fast. Yeah. It's just, I've always been like that. Uh, shout out to opt out of gun control. Archangel wants to know the MSRP. I think you probably just came in. You want to, uh, hit that point again? Sure. Mm-hmm. 480, um, 480 is the MSRP for it. Obviously, it doesn't include the optic. But for 480, you also get four different uh, plates as well. So those four plates will cover not just four ma- major manufacturers, but there's a lot of crossover. Like this RMR plate here will cover a couple of hollow suns, vice versa. So out of the box, if you already have a pistol-mounted red dot, out of the box, there's a really high chance that you're not going to need to buy or do anything else. You'll just be able to stick it on right out of the box and run. Mm-hmm. All right. Which which is nice because you look at, you know, like CZ just trying to do their thing and you have to buy plates separate. And the mm-hmm. Glock plates aren't that expensive for their MOS plates, but still you have to get them separately. It doesn't come with it, which, I mean, you know, at that point you're nickel and diamond, right? Those Glock plates, what are they? 30 bucks, something like that. Uh, the MOS if, if they don't if they don't come with it, uh, <laughs> I don't know. That's a good question. Mine came yeah, with the I, MOS, I but there's like, just a few that comes with it. Yeah, yeah I want to say the ones that don't come 20, with it. 20, 30. Like 30, 30. Yeah, about 30 bucks. Yeah. I can't remember last I went uh, into it. Archangel, someone's going to ask this. So we might as well get Archangel's one in on here. Mm-hmm. Um, is it going to come out in 10 millimeter? <laughs> um, yeah. I would I would highly doubt it. But mm-hmm. it would be – I mean I like 10 I'm, – I'm a little bit of a 10 millimeter fan. I'm mm-hmm. not for everyday carry. Uh, but as far as I would much rather have a 10 millimeter than a 40 or a 45. Mm-hmm. So – yeah, Care Bear says uh, my Ford has a hundred twenty thousand mile warranty. That's good. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, you know, if you know you're going to run that car, if you know you're really going to put miles on a car, I say definitely get it. I know lots of people, I'm looking through the chat, I know lots of people are still talking about Top Gear. I would love to talk about Top Gear with you guys, but we got to get some details out here. Uh, I'm trying to see if anyone else has um, any other things. Let me just scroll down to the bottom. There's a ton of comments here. By the way, I'm just going to remind everyone, smash the thumbs, people. Smash those thumbs ups. Um, You know, if the haters are in here, you can do the thumbs downs. Either way, it's all good. Let's get it going on there. Um, let me see. I'm trying to see. Uh, Sean Matoya says your new pew pew is sweet looking. So there you go. Um, yeah, I think the fact that it's modular, you're definitely going to get some, uh, some something's going to come out. I think right now we just need to see if it takes off, you'll probably have IWI coming out with stuff. I'm sure they would, you know, they want to be the ones. But because it's yeah. modular, other people can make things for it, right? Uh, I have no idea where the patents fall on that. Oh, okay. Um, what, what I would say is I would be shocked if at some point, I mean, they're, they're going to need to get the, uh, the, I don't know if, I don't know what the right word is. The, at least the initial, all the orders out fulfilled, uh, before they start working on other things. But I wouldn't be surprised if at some point they don't come out with a slightly smaller frame on the bottom. So where it takes, you know, something like 15 round magazines so they can chop the bottom a little bit. And you could just swap that out, and then you have something that would really make for a nice carry piece. Um, if if they shorten this, as it stands now, it's almost identical in size to a VP9. Mm-hmm. It's very, very close. So just a little bit bigger than a Glock 19, just a little bit smaller than a Glock 17. Okay. If they, if they can just remove half an inch off the bottom here, because it's a 17 plus one round gun, so it's not like they're sacri- – it's not like it's a it's – a, full-size grip for the sake of being a full-size grip like the VP9. Mm-hmm. VP9 is only 15 rounds. You've got 15, a 17 in here. If they can delete two of those rounds, bring it down to like a 15 or 14 round gun, um, and then shorten the grip up, then you'd really have something that would be a, uh, I'm almost tempted to call it a Glock 19 killer. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, Len, Len Holt wants to know how, it, Len Holt wanted to ask how it compares to the Glock. Um, I, you know, I've, I've carried a Glock 19 I mean, I've varied on and off. I carried a VP9 for like a year and a half before I just, it was just a grip was too long. I got tired of carrying it. Um, and I went back to a G19, but I've carried a G19 for the majority of the past 10 years. Um, okay. And so I, I am a big fan of the Gen 3 uh, Glock 9. At the, I would, I absolutely have no problem carrying this for self-defense right now. As far as reliability-wise, uh, we'll skip to the end of that 1400 round video and give you guys the spoiler. 1450 rounds it went through the first about 1200 with zero malfunctions and then there was one malfunction around the 1200 mark one it was a failure to fully extract and in the video i roll in the casing and i'm wondering if i have it here within reach i don't yes i do okay so this is this it yeah this is it so in the video i Looks roll like you, in you said it was a high def picture it's of the case yeah it's nick yeah and you yeah. you can see where the extractor grabbed it and kind of bent and deformed part of this casing here. So I'm going to, I'm calling this a bad piece of brass. Okay. Um, because in the high def picture, that was only one video. Only and one that's issue. The only malfunction. Okay. Um, it hasn't, I got it out of the box. 
I put a little bit of lube on it. Um, I use some liquid freakiness uh, lube, which is uh, it, <laughs> is, that liquid is, is that a yeah, thing? Is that a Yeah. So it's from it's from a company. Uh, yeah. um, it's from a company called Ultra Equipment Works, and it's uh, and in it it's a great lube. Um, they actually they're I actually prefer their their that I prefer their grease because their high mm. temp grease is really good. Um, for grease applications, at least as far as for the lube, I think it's very similar to breakthrough clean. Okay. Um, it's really good. I really haven't been able to tell the difference. Um, okay. I'm a big fan of breakthrough, uh, their HP plus as well. I think it's very similar. I'm not a scientist though, but in my use anyway, that's, I lubed it once and then that's it. Um, now for full disclosure, obviously this is seen two frames. So the frame was swapped out about 700 rounds into it. But still, when I changed out that internal chassis, the frame really is, it's just for the plastic. most part, useless. Yeah. It's just plastic. Yeah. So, so, yeah, there was a change out there, but I didn't clean it when I changed it out. Um, yeah. yeah, some of the stuff rubbed off on my hands. But other yeah. than that, so, you know, 1,450 rounds, one malfunction where the back of the case was deformed and bent as it came out. I'm calling that a brass issue. Okay. Um, and then that's it. So I would, you know, I mean, my – I. I from the amount that I've ran my G19, I've run in a number in several different classes. Um, there's no way my G19 can can do any better than one malfunction per 1,450 rounds. Okay. You know, it, cool. it, it, you know it, by the time it hits a 12, you know the thousand mark, it's going to throw the occasional malfunction. Okay. And I, I I would assume everybody else who's out there that doesn't clean their Glocks runs into the same thing. You know, around every, you know, round or two every so often. So. Yeah, I feel 100% confident in the reliability with this. The accuracy is right on. Um, I'm not a fan of their three-dot system. So the, the the sights, that's something to actually talk about. The sights on here, um, the kind of European-Israeli method is they use these three dots here uh, as your aiming system, not the actual posts. And I, I just I don't like that. Unless I'm shooting in low light, I'm trying to shoot really fast. Um, I don't like using the dots because, in my opinion, they're not as accurate as the aiming system. Okay. So anyway, if you try and use the post like you normally would where you put that front sight post, you know, say you have a one-inch bull, you bisect that one-inch bull with your front sight post, you're going to be low. Um, but if you're using your dot as your point of aim, point of impact, you're going to be on. It, uh, from you the were pretty accurate these, from what I saw in there, man. You, you so, so yeah. So this thing is accurate as hell with mm -hmm. the red dot. Mm -hmm. So and it's much easier to shoot with a red dot anyway. But yeah. as far as the, the factory sights that came with it, I just I'm not a fan of that three dot sighting method. So my groupings with with the three dot weren't quite as big. But like you said, this thing is this thing is uh, uh, definitely, in my opinion, more accurate than my, than uh, than uh, the Glock 17s and 34s that I've shot with red dots on it. Okay. So um, let me see. Do either one of you guys? I mean, not wildly more accurate, but it is more accurate. Right. Okay. Now, you know, since you were talking about doing the stripper thing, Joe, would you like to volunteer? Because Ronald Hotboy says he's not thumbing up until he sees man boob. And I'm going <laughs> well, to show him my man I, boobs. Well, I, I, I got to be, I gotta be yeah. honest. There's no there's no real boob, boob, man boobage here. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm gonna, I'm okay, that leaves it up to Richard, I guess. Right? Yeah. 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 Rebels is a boy bird. Yeah. It's all, oh, there we go. There we oh, go. I see. There boom. you go. Boom. boom. Nice. <laughs> nice. All right. I hope so. I don't know if that does it for him. I don't know, man. I don't know if that's going to be. I hope that does it for you. Uh, let's yeah, see. I got a question. Where, Go as far as polymer guns, you, you're saying, okay, it's got a trigger like a VP9. Maybe, what maybe makes... not like VP9, but I just mean that um, it's, 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 a, it's a much nicer 
trigger than you're going to find on uh, by far than a than a factory stock lock or mm-hmm. uh, you know say an XD or a even an MAP. Mm-hmm. So okay. yeah, trying to put it out there so, for reference. Nobody's really had a why, chance. To- why would I want to buy this? And, and I'm not saying that from a negative point of view. It, it interests me. I'd get one if I had the money. And uh, I, I, it's it looks great. I mean, I would like to have one. It's just conversation piece, also because you know it's like, hey, what's that? Oh, it's an IWI. Uh, the, is the you know the grip angle better? You like the trigger? You like the combination of all of those? To tell me what you like about it. So uh, some of the thing the the grip angle angle is kind of kind of standard. Um, it's not massively huge in the hand. So for 17 round gun in this size, like Glock 17, Glock 19, they're a little, they fill the hand a little bit more. This is slightly thinner. Uh, so it's going to be more, more toward the VP nine mm-hmm. size, at least width wise in the grip compared to like a Glock. Um, I like the undercut under here. So again, that's a similarity that it shares. One of the things that drew me to the VP nine yep. was that it's got an undercut under it as well from the factory. Obviously you can do these things aftermarket, you know, like my Glock 19 that I kicked my daily EDC has an undercut under it that uh, blackout, uh, custom Cerakote and force one, uh, did. So, you know, to make it more comfortable so you can shoot the damn thing all day. So it doesn't yeah. rub into your finger, uh, rub, rub into your knuckle. What, what, uh, uh the, tri- the trigger's sorry, nice. Mm-hmm. Um, it it fits well in the hand. I like the I like the controls. Um, now you know some of this stuff is just there's so many different ones out there that it's you're starting to slice hairs. The thing that get the, the thing that does it for me is I have a optics ready handgun out of the box mm-hmm. uh, for you know a price point that's coming in in the mid 400 range, and and for that you've got ambidextrous controls. You've got a really nice trigger from the factory. You don't have to, other than, you know, if you want to co-witness, which I'm going to, uh, replace the sights with suppressor right sights, this thing's ready to go. You don't have to do anything to it. I don't need to do a trigger job to it. I don't I don't have to do any kind of stippling or cutting work on the frame to it. Um, I don't have to get the slide milled. Uh, it's ready to go right out of the box for mid-400s. And you, there's nothing out there right now, in my opinion, that comes close to this uh, that's going to fit this bill. You know, with so with what, all those features that I'm hitting, it, it's just there's nothing there's nothing else out there like this in this price point that's going to do it. Yeah. So what kind of is this like a home defense gun? Is this a uh, you know competition gun? What would like what category would you put it in along those lines? I I would put this in a duty uh, duty gun, okay. um, and then that that that's what this is. Um, mm-hmm. Other than the, the 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 tweaks for the U.S. market, this is a military police duty gun. Mm-hmm. So it's a full size handgun in your duty gun range, you know, size. So mm-hmm. this would be as it sits right now in this size, mm-hmm. um, this is going to be your, you know, Glock 19, Glock 17 duty gun. Um, the only, the only negative to this, to carrying it as an EDC that I would see is that the, the grip is just slightly longer than I would like to see. But again, it's not bigger than the VP nine. Um, so with that being said, I carried a VP nine for like a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, I've I, it's sometimes I'll click carry a Glock 17 as opposed to a Glock 19. But, um, I do like that slightly, slightly smaller grip of the Glock 19. So, and the only thing it's got going there is not that much. It's not that much different. So, um, there's nothing stopping this from being a great EDC, especially wintertime when you're wearing heavier clothes, uh, for the summertime, if you can already, if you already carry a VP nine, then you're going to have absolutely no issue with this. If okay. you carry a Glock 18, you've got that little extra. Is it enough to set it out? Some days it is, depending on what I'm wearing. I wear a lot of shirts from 1776 United, which are more uh, form-fitting. 
Mm -hmm. T-shirts. So that's going to print a little more on me, just a little bit more on the side here than a Glock 19 would. Again, you can cheat it over a little bit. Yeah. So uh, let's see, DG44S. So basically good bang for the buck. I just looked over and saw that. Yes, absolutely. I think this is probably the best, uh, barring something that I haven't seen yet out of this. And like I said, we're, we're, we're 1,500 plus rounds through it now. Mm-hmm. Of fourteen fifty when the video came out, and I did shoot it a little bit today because I was curious about something today that I saw in somebody else's uh, somebody else put a video up that I didn't really agree with. I took it out and no. So anyway, we're not we're not. I don't want to start picking apart other people's videos. That's that's just you know everybody has their own opinions. In any event, for everything that I've seen out of this, this is the best bang for the buck handgun on the market right now. I would okay. I just say that one hundred percent. Okay, cool. Shout out to SoCal Gunner. I see him in the house. Brian Quick wants to know what's the cost for each magazine. Uh, I think MSRP on the magazines is twenty nine ninety nine. Twenty nine. I don't know. Okay. I don't know what they're going to sell for. I would assume with twenty nine ninety nine MSRP, that's the top end. So, okay. Street, street price, I would assume, would be somewhere you know twenty five, twenty two. But well, once it dies down, it'll probably be a twenty dollar magazine. But, you know, the initial rush, I'm sure it'll be closer up there to that okay. MSRP at 29. Right. <clears throat> Shout out to Bricks as well. So, look, the uh, this video, I'm throwing I'm throwing it up right now, 13C Gun Reviews, um, the IWI Masada ORP Review, Optics Ready Pistol. That's the video. Go check it out. So, you know, it's, I think it's a good video, good review. Make sure you go there. Let me, um, let me thumbs up it from over here. Um, and then I'm going to make a comment. Make sure you guys go there and comment as well. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah, yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. There's, there's a Did lot. Did you put of stuff it up today? Uh, no, it went live yesterday. Okay. Still, you know. Yeah. Get in there. Get your yeah, comments so in. I'm doing fresh. that right now. Absolutely. Thank yeah. You. Uh, Richard, did you uh, have any other questions here. before we? Yeah, move sure. Uh, one of the guys was asking trigger pull. How many pounds? Mm-hmm. So from the factory, and uh, I've got a buddy coming over tomorrow. He's bringing his uh, he's bringing his uh, trigger pull. So we'll test it out for sure on our end to see what the to see what it is on this. But uh, they listed the factory as five to six and a half pounds. That's the variance: five on low end, six and a half on the top end. So um, I would say on this, um, I'd say it's probably somewhere in the five. I mean. How well can you guess? I mean, I, it's definitely not over six and a half pounds for sure. Okay. Um, it's definitely not under five pounds. So, and is that it, double action only? Single. Uh, so, so, well, it's striker fired. So, you know, it, it's it's going to you know when you run the slide, it'll cock it. Uh, All right, so it's pull the trigger same. and then, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And is that hexagonal rifling? Uh, it's polygonal. Uh, one in ten right hand twist. Um, polygonal rifling. I think it, I know it's one in ten right hand twist. It's polygonal. Yeah. Okay. Like a Glock. Yes. Yeah. So that that's one thing that I that that I've been thinking about. I've shot I've sh- I shot some reloads, some of my own reloads out of this. Not a lot, but I shot a few. Um, and I'm going to put more of them through it once I get done with the full video. But my reloads, I use. I'm still using. I still have like six pounds of bullseye powder left that I'm still running through. And bullseye is dirty as hell. Um, mm-hmm. for those of you guys who run it, but I scored a couple big containers of it on the cheap, uh, when a uh, store was going out of business. So anyway, I haven't run a bunch through here cause I didn't want to get the gun super dirty with that nasty bulls that I want to run mostly factory, mm-hmm. but technically you're not supposed to run lead through polygonal barrels, right? Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, DCG44 says uh, he sees uh, 2750 for retail on the mags. And uh, what okay. is this? I think. Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, Harry's Holsters wants to know do you have any idea on import numbers from IWI? How many of those we're going to be getting in? I do not. I know that internationally okay. they were making, um, and I don't remember the exact numbers, but they're make, mm-hmm. they were fulfilling extremely large contracts to okay. various police and military organizations. So I know they have the capacity to turn these things out, you know, to turn out like six figures easily a year plus mm-hmm. uh, for various organizations. So as far as how much of that's going to get allocated to the U.S. market, I do not know. I do know, though, that from the time we discovered the frame issue to the time we got the next frame, it was four weeks on the nose, basically, to when you know, uh, one of the guys from IWI hop, hopped on a plane. He threw a bunch of U.S.-made, you know, Streamlight Surefire light, handgun-mounted lights in a bag, flew over there personally to Israel uh, for them to get this frame uh, remolded and redesigned for, you know, for U.S. lights. And, um, and and that's uh, and that's it, expensive it doing the, that's expensive expensive doing those molds and stuff like that, right? Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. So, okay. um, and they did that turnaround in uh, in like literally four weeks from from the time we talked about it till it coming out. Did they get me the new frame, which was mm-hmm. amazing? I thought so. Okay. I know they have the capacity to really crank these things out. I don't know upfront how many they're going to drop, but I know the one thing that I was talking to them about one of the reasons why they waited bringing the U.S. market in. Uh, was because um, they wanted to make sure they could fill, fulfill the contracts. Yeah. Um, early early on, when IWI first released the uh, the original Tavor, the Tavor, Tavor SAR, uh, the first Tavor to the U.S. market anyway, not the original mm-hmm. Tavor, but to the U.S. market anyway, mm-hmm. the original one, um, they had a hard time fulfilling demand initially because yeah. they were still fulfilling military contracts at the same time you know, that they were doing this. Right, so. and the prices were pumped up, and I think that's what some people worry about. I mean, you, this is a pretty good price for IWI, mm-hmm. considering they're importing these from Israel, not making them in America, you know, which makes it obviously, you know, uh, th- there's there's always an import thing going on there mm-hmm. with stuff that comes from Israel, right? Oh yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so, uh, um, and and I I want to give a shout out to Harry's holsters right now, and I have okay. I have one of their holsters here, so nice. Um, so they sent me out a holster to test. They actually, um. Let me grab this one right here. This is a sick inside the waistband holster, and yeah. I've had um, they, this is for that uh, looks C, good uh, for the CZP10C. Okay. Oh yeah, I mean this is it's it's crazy comfortable. It's really nice, mm-hmm. um, and I've been waiting to do the video on this because I've had so many issues with that CZP10C that I've had. I mean that thing is just a freaking hot mess. Um, really, and and yeah, that's disappointing. And Okay. It is. It mm-hmm. really is. It's it's the threaded barrel version, um, and I've had all mm-hmm. kinds of. I mean, just it's it's ridiculous. I've been, I've been trying to figure out how I'm going to approach this video because I mean, I, I don't want to. I don't want to be unfair at the same time. This thing is just, it's a freaking hot mess. That's mm-hmm. the easiest way to put it. Yeah. Um, well, there you go. The holster, that's, the that's the title. <laughs> any, the holster has had zero issues. Um, right. So okay. I, I so I can speak very highly of the holster, and I need to get this holster video out, and and finished and done. It's just that. I, I don't know how the hell to um, I don't know how to uh, how to how to frame that up properly because some of the CZs uh, like like the, just the plain Jane CZs uh, P10 Cs uh, they run great uh, but man if you get one of the ones that don't run great those things are I don't know it happens but it, I've been there it, yeah 
I'm yeah, the, yeah, you know, and and again, uh, I've got you know a sample size of one, but at the same time, man, it's frustrating as hell. Um, and you know, to CZ's credit, um, they did they did reach out to me, and they told me to send it back. Um, and I haven't yet because a lot of the problems that we've had, and you know, you'll see it on video. You know, it'll be running fine, and then all of a sudden, you know, it'll go through like, you know, three or four mags, and all of a sudden, it's just like jam, 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 jam. And what the hell? Um, so as far as if I send it to them. And, you know, they run three, four, five mags through it and it's fine. Well, then they're going to send it back and say there's nothing wrong with it. Um, I, I don't I don't know what the hell to do with it at this point. Um, okay. Other than, I don't know, maybe send it to them. As soon as they send it back, sell it and get rid of it. Because I just, I, I'm tired of it. But anyway, I apologize to Harry's holsters on this because um, I've, I've been sitting on this thing for a while. Um, I know I made a couple social media posts, but that's that's the backstory on this that's just freaking, oh, man. Just, yeah. just do a Harry's holster video on an invisible P10C. That's it. You know? Right. You're the only one in America <laughs> <laughs> with the invisible and P10C. I, I feel bad because this is a sweet ass holster. Um, what? What? what yeah, it looks about good. It? I like that color. No, what what color Kydex? Awesome. Uh, that's um. Is, I mean, that's uh, uh, Cryptek. Uh, what? Uh, Banshee. Oh, oh Cryptek man, Banshee is, is good looking. Oh my God! Yeah. If you see this thing in person, it looks even better than yeah. on video. This yeah, it looks, looks almost golden. Looks I like it. Amazing. Yeah. So what I'm actually thinking about is uh, if I'm going to get rid of this P10C, which probably I will, uh, I'll probably wind up selling it. Um, I'm, I'll, at that point, I'll put this thing because it's still in it's still in great shape. I'll probably put this up as a uh, as a uh, sale on. Um, or not a sale, as a giveaway uh, on the 13C newsletter. Mm-hmm. So we'll we'll give this away, and hopefully, um, whoever wins it uh, will have a P10C, or we'll figure out something. We'll, we'll we'll give it away to a subscriber somehow, some way. Yeah. Uh, if I don't keep it, if, yeah. if I Harry's don't. Harry's cool with it. He says he bought a what is this? Uh, I bought a used uh, Sphinx SDP compact off Gunbroker for a song, and it's having issues. So I could really, I think that happens. It happens sometimes, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. It does, and th- this P10C was brand new. And one of the reasons why, uh, one of the reasons why I bought it was I wanted an extra nine uh, millimeter suppressor host, because um, you know I didn't just want to, sh- you know, if 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 for any reason there were some issues with silencers and and pistons and whatnot that were coming from the factory, mm-hmm. I want to be able to put it on different guns, because um, <clears throat> you know I, I don't have a huge amount of suppressor hosts at the moment. Okay, but. Um, uh, you know, at least so I could do it on my own. I mean, I have a lot of friends that have, you know, various, you know, we could do it that way, but at least as far as for my own testing, when it's just me here, but, um, and it was cheap, man, God, it was 420 bucks delivered for that, uh, for that P10C with a threaded barrel. It was dirt cheap. Um, Four, like, man, did you just say 420? 420. Nice, it was 420 nice, or 425. Nice, nice. Yeah. No, I mean, that's not nice considering it's not working, but you know. Right. I mean, yeah. And sure. that's one of the reasons why I jumped on it. Yeah. Well, There's lots of good deals it. out there now. Bob wants to know when they're going to bring in the uh, the caramel or is that the camel? I guess I'm guessing that's something. Does IWI have a camel caramel? I don't know. Uh, Hold on. When will they bring the there's, caramel? There's a sure new. So they have a new 5.56 rifle and mm-hmm. it's. I'm trying to look through the comments and see where it is here. Um, was it a recent comment down here? So um, if, if you scroll back, it's Bob. 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 It's. I don't know if it's Bob or Bob. Bob. What are they Bob. bringing in the Carmel? Yeah. Um, so that is a... Give us the right almost, pronunciation it, of Bob. Is it Bob or Bob? So it is a... That rifle, uh, for people who aren't familiar with it, is it looks like a... Like a Breda ARX, an ACR, and a. 
That's a lot yeah. of combos. And a star, maybe. Uh-huh. You know, ha- had a beautiful looking love child. Basically, okay. <laughs> kind of how it looks like. Really. Um, it's going to have a modular barrel and stuff like that. Now, I I have no information at all about that. Okay. Uh, none at all. So that is something that was again one of those international things, and I think there it's very purposefully designed for something i would assume i mean i since it's a rifle based thing i would assume that's going to be on the back boiler until the tavor 7 uh gets out and launched which i believe should be should be before the end of the year for sure i would assume and i I don't don't necessarily have any inside information on that but i feel like it's going to be out before the end of the year yeah armsman says unfortunately there's been issues with those p10c's um, so there you go. Let's uh, switch. For, oh, it's three fifty now, right? Oh, really? Uh, oh, really? Yeah. Three fifty. Yeah, yeah, that's what oh, you're saying. They're going opposite uh, direction of the that HS two thousand. Yeah. <laughs> Man, uh, that HS two thousand at the time that 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 that's the predecessor to the XD uh, nine, the original XD nine, and Springfield brought in and Springfield. Uh, bought the U.S. import rights. They slapped their logo on it and they jacked the price up about 150 bucks. Those okay. HS 2000. And I have an original HS 2000. That was, at, you know, for, for you know the year which would have been like right around 2000, when that HS 2000 was really just coming out into its own kind of. That was, that could have been a Glock killer. Could have been if they would have, if Springfield hadn't gotten involved. I don't think and hadn't just been Springfield with it and let HS just kind of continue to evolve it. But they mm-hmm. just, they screwed it up and then, you know, the whole, anyway, yeah, so. Uh, let me see. We got a couple of things here. Opt out of gun control says, looks like it's got some Scorpion mixed in there too, the Carmel. Um, yes. Okay, and uh, Michael Bender says, I love my holster I got from Harry's Holsters for my G45. It was on sale too. It's perfect. So there you go. And you can use the code. I think it's Hank Strange, right, Lola? For 10% off at uh, Harry's Holsters. Let's switch. Let's switch a little bit here. Um, I'm going to throw up this. uh, I'm going to throw this thing up here from the news. I think this is some. By the way, uh, uh, Tucker Carlson is going to have Trump tonight. That's interesting. That should be interesting. So here's the headline. Armed police surround machine gun equipped car owned by Mad Max fan. So um, this, <laughs> this I think this was in England, right? Did you guys read this story? Yeah. Yeah. So this yeah, looks like I, a I Lexus. This yeah, this is a Lexus. Uh, so here we go. Um, some folks in the English town of Herefordshire were terrified on Tuesday when they saw a car with machine guns and metal window guards mounted to it and called the police. Officers with their own firearms brandish swarmed the sedan as it was parked at a rest stop only to discover a polite driver who told them it was just his movie car that had broken down and that the guns weren't real. Um, <laughs> it I broke down? Looks- That's embarrassing. Right. Like, you know, the car looks badass, but but hold on. This is a Lexus. How did it break down? Seriously. It looks good, though. I think it looks good. Um, would you guys ever build your cars? Would you ever build your Jeep or, or you, Richard, would you make your, uh, <laughs> uh only if it, like, <laughs> like it's landing gear on a plane that it folds out and, you know, closes up and it's nice and sleek. You push a button, disappears. You don't know it's there. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that, that would be something cool, you know, for, but I, I, I don't, I can't imagine, driving that around necessarily, you know, as a daily driver, let's say, I just mm, probably 
I could there. drive around a Mad Max type car as a daily driver. I, I think I could do it a little bit. And I mean, now if, <laughs> not now if this one, not was, this one. <laughs> now, if everything on there was functional, right, uh, maybe, right. At least, at least you could drive around the state of Indiana because in Indiana that would be legal. Um, yeah, you know, but yeah, with, with a working machine gun or without. If um, if you had a tax stamp for it, it'd be legal. Yeah. <laughs> There's still nothing in Indiana state law that says you can't drive around uh, with uh, a mounted uh, mounted gun of any sort, you know, provided it's, you know, it's legally possessed at least. Yeah. Oh, it would be so awesome to have a um, machine gun, uh, actual machine guns on there. That would be great. Uh, Richard, what about you? Would you uh, what would you do with this? Would you like modify your thing, modify your car? My car? No. See, you're talking to the wrong guy. You should have Walter here talking about, you know, like, uh, his Oshkosh truck, have it, you know, convert and have guns come out, Gatling guns and stuff <laughs> like that. Uh-huh. Uh, that's a bull. Yeah, Walter Walter definitely could do that. Let me see. I'm looking to see what other um, – There's some. there was some cool stuff in the news. Let me see. I'll bring this one up here. Hold on. So here's another one right here that uh, I think I sent this to you guys, but um, – um, Okay, so uh, former soldier turned mom chases down flasher. This was a good story. This is like a former IDF chick, I think. Uh, let me see if I can actually get this to play some of this video here, if I can get it playing and muted. I don't know if it's going to – I don't know if we can get it here. But I know she – if you look – if you check out this article – oh, yeah, we got to mute it here. All right, so – if you look at this, basically what happened here is she was uh, she was out for a jog, and there was a guy that was uh, that flashed her twice while she was jogging on the on the road, and then um, and then he tried to touch her just as he passed her, but he didn't realize this chick was like uh, was you know was in the uh, was in the Israeli military, so she ran up to him, kicked his ass, pinned him down. And then called the police. She had to use, like use her own phone. She was saying that no one wanted to stop to help her, which is a little crazy. Uh, yeah, I mean, just I, watching I, her. I, I I can't imagine you know driving down the road seeing a seeing seeing a woman jogger, you know, on top of a wrestling with a guy and not and not wanting yeah. to. Yeah, she's yeah, over and, and she's over like six feet thinking. tall too. Yeah, but I mean, at, at the same yeah. time, with her, you know, on the ground, you know over this guy it would look like i would drive by my initial thought looking at that clip would be seeing it mm -hmm. would be that you know this guy tried to assault her while she was jogging that mm -hmm. would be my initial thought right you know, you know it's as if i was just coming up as they were on. so the you're ground, saying you would thought. stop or something like that right yeah, yeah, how do you know she's yeah, not probably. one of those you know jogging burglars female jogging burglars you know they're, they've been rampant rash really for that. maybe uh -huh. maybe i'm making uh, right, right, right. uh what is it i'm profiling Yes, Perhaps, yes. but but in that situation, seeing that guy, um, and 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 woman together, I would assume that I would assume that the guy would be the one in the wrong, and not saying I would go up, you know, and like you know, just just you know, like start shooting or whatever, but I would at least you know, at least try and be like, hey, you know, is everything okay? Because you know, I would I would want somebody to stop for you know my daughter if she was you know out there in that situation. So if you apply MIB one Will Smith rules on this, you would have shot the girl. <laughs> okay. Accurate. Accurate. Yeah. Okay. All right, Richard. Fine. Uh, let's see here. Hold on. Hold on. Let's see. I'm trying to. Um, you, let me actually. Hank, you don't like my Hooters, uh, Miss Hooters, Tennessee pageant finalist arrested for felony burglarism and vandalism. Wait, did you send me that? 
I, I dropped it in the chat. Oh, hold, uh, hold on. Let me pull this up. She, right, how did Miss Hooters look? Let me see. Let's see. Looks pretty decent. Okay, I got to check out the chat for this one. So what? So read the story off there. What happened? So finalists. Joe, you got. You probably have to center. I've got like all three of us on the screen at the. Yeah, go there. You go right there. That's good. Okay. okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Sorry, I was I was leaning over here to uh, to check out this article. But no, go ahead. Okay. Finalist in Miss Hooters Tennessee pageant arrested for felony burglary and vandalism. Okay. So she's a finalist, and she vandalized her ex-boyfriend's apartment following the breakup. So she's cray-cray. Miss Rogers, 21, arrested June 7th, charged with burglary and vandalism of $1,000 or less. And wow. let's see. Hmm. She was top five Hooters girls in Tennessee. Uh-huh. Okay. I don't know. I, I mean, do you, do you break up when your girlfriend hits top five? Hooters girl in Tennessee? Do you break up with her? I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I'm still trying All to find right. the. I'm still trying to find it. I'm just trying to arrange everything in the screen here. I think Joe, you got to come in a little bit more into the middle. A little bit more into the middle. My screen's doing something weird every time I try. I'm trying to look at that link, but it won't let me. So okay, I got to get. Yeah, I can't see it. Uh, I can't see it. That's the end of that. There's a few. There's a few like pop-ups yeah. trying to trying to come up, you know, subscribe to their newsletter or something. Yeah. Um, speaking of which, you should be subscribed to uh, Hank Strange's newsletter as well as mine. All just right. just Thanks. throwing that out. We'll They're just saying them. it's a yeah. nice. That's a nice. That's a nice lead-in. Yeah. Uh, so Harry's Holsters wants to know if if Walter is Walter in the chat. Harry Harry wants to know if Walter is going to buy a Hooters and sit at the bar all day for his retirement. Uh, that's you know that's a plan. Yeah, that's definitely an activity. <laughs> you know, Dan hates you. All you guys can see this thing. I can't pull up the link, so whatever. Let me see. What was the headline? I'm going to search for it. Let's uh, see. Headline. Finalist in Miss Hooters Tennessee pageant arrested for felony burglary and vandalism. Okay. I'm going to have to see if I can find it here. Uh, oh, I see it. Okay. And why, and why did she do this thing? What was wrong with her? Because her boyfriend broke up with her. So she broke into her boyfriend's thing? She's all right. Yep. It's okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's see what... Uh, I don't know if you have one, Joe. I'm going to look through here. Let's see what I got here. Uh, okay, here's a gun-related one that... Um, let me bring this up. Okay, so... Um, Homeland Security agent shoots himself in the leg at gun range. Oops. That's never a nice thing. A Homeland Security agent shot himself in the leg Wednesday while letting off some rounds at a gun range in the Bronx. The agent was at the Rodman's Neck Outdoor Range in Pelham Bay Park when he accidentally uh, pumped a bullet into his left leg. I actually know where Pelham Bay Park is. According to police, the incident happened around 5.15 p.m. Cops said paramedics rushed to the, to the agent Jacoby Medical Center. He's expected to survive. Um, so the he was the only yeah. one professional enough for that Glock 40. Yeah. <laughs> you're yeah, so. you're you're doing a callback to what video was that? Oh, was the yeah. guy DEA? He was, he was in yeah, DEA in the school where the guy five five I mean everybody's had to have seen it by now, but literally not five seconds after he said he was the only one professional enough in that room to handle his Glock forty, he shoots himself in the foot. Yeah. Well he takes the gun and he has the slide back and he shows his buddy, he's like, It's empty, right? And they say, Yeah. And he's like and then poof. 
When he locks the slide back and shows it, if you, I've, I actually saw a uh, an act because most of the clips out there are like 350, mm-hmm. uh, you know, resolution. I actually saw a 720 clip of it, 720 or maybe it was 1280, one of the original clips of it. And you can actually see when he shows it to his, when he shows it to the other guy, you can see gold brass you could see gold oh. light shine off the gold and there's a piece of brass in there even from where the camera is you could see it yeah and then um, he just dropped and he's looking right at it when he drops the slide looking right at it yeah but you know sometimes your mind plays tricks on you man that's the reason why like training is really a thing and you have to you've got to check yeah. more than once especially when you're in a situation like that trying to show things to people to be honest with you you well, know yeah, he, so many things scary. can happen yeah yeah, the right. scary part of that video was he then goes and grabs a rifle and he's like, show the kids. They're all like, put it down, put it away. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I didn't see, I don't remember seeing that part, but yeah, this that's crazy. More yeah, training. Yeah, Go ahead, Joe. Yeah, he, 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 Rich is absolutely right. Yeah, after, after he shoots himself, he's, he's, he, he's kind of limping around, but he's still holding it. And he, and he, and he wants to now to show a rifle? And he tries to play it off. Call it a day. He puts the handgun up and he picks up the rifle to try and start talking about the rifle while he's limping. And all the kids start freaking out like, no, put it down. And these are all like, you know, like kindergarten, first, second graders that are telling him to put it down. Oh, boy. (laughs) It is awesome. Oh, God, it's so hilarious. (laughs) I I mean, it's it's hilarious because no innocent people were harmed. Right, right. That's why it's hilarious. Right. You know, two couple of things about that. One, uh, that that guy's a real man, uh, as far as I'm concerned. If if he's still, you know, you shoot yourself with a ten mil, and then you're gonna <laughs> show other guns, and I'm like, I'm gonna be crying oh. like a little girl on the floor. Mm. That that's what that's my go-to if I shoot myself, cry like girl on the yeah. floor. Yeah, Jake so, Delahome says you know, he sued the DEA for releasing that video. <laughs> He did. So he did. He like said it f- caused uh, irreparable harm to his uh, career and his uh, something about his uh, his uh, his his the the way he was perceived in in his office at at his agency or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it caused irreparable harm to his career that they aired his stupidity. <laughs> and and it, I don't even think it was the DEA who technically aired it. I think it was that. The you know where when it was originally aired, the link was shared via internal email, and that's why he tried to sue because somebody had shared the link over their email system. I believe I, I don't. It's been a long time, but it was ridiculous, and he was denied. Okay, all right. So, I'm out of gun control. Says no, he's freaking stupid. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. You, you. Listen. Once one thing goes wrong, you got to stop. Yeah. Like reassess yeah. the situation yeah. before you keep moving forward. You know, bad bad things happen in life. You know, something goes wrong. You need to stop and reassess before you keep moving forward. Red Bear <laughs> says you got to traumatize the children so they vote in the gun control future. And uh, can I ask you guys a question? And Walter's out Please. there too. Shout out to Walter from Safety Harbor. Go ahead. Hey Walter, if you guys go to the range and you come home, like I'll, I usually clean my guns in my garage because I'll, I'll I'll open the door, I'll be in the shade, even though it's crazy hot because it's Florida. Mm-hmm. But I always make sure when I'm cleaning guns, excuse me, I still have one loaded in, like in my pocket or ready to go mm-hmm. because I don't want to have a bunch of pieces of guns and somebody roll up on me kind of thing. Okay. I mean, what do you guys do? What's your philosophy on that? Yeah, so so I'm 
I'm I'm the same way. I mean, I before we moved here, I would you know basically clean the guns in the in you know in in, in the house, just you know in the house. Uh, now I've got the barn, you know, a hundred yards away, so I have all my cleaning stuff and everything, all my maintenance and everything is over there. <clears throat> but yeah, when I'm over there, I'll have whatever my carry gun is uh, is always on me. You know, if I'm out and around, so it's I always have a carry gun on me. And if for some reason I'm actually cleaning my carry gun, which I don't do anywhere near as often as I should, but if I am, then I will. Then I then I'll you know I'll bring whatever my backup is. So for example, I carry uh, Smith and Wesson Shield as either a backup or if I'm really slimmed down for my carry, um, you know, for whatever reason I'm wearing shorts and a t-shirt. You know, I'm kind of out by myself running out real quick. I may just you know bring the shield, but I'll, I'll at least have some sort of other option for defense on me just in case. Because I mean, you know, the worst thing is you know is you know having all these damn guns and you know not being able to get to one because that would just that, that that would be a horrible way to go out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, always have always a good idea though to have something you know regardless of of. Uh you know where you're at. You never know. You never know. I don't think that's being paranoid is not a bad thing, Richard. So yeah, uh, I'm. Uh, I'm Boss Hog sure. says I don't clean anything. I, every now and then, every now and then, <laughs> if everything's going wrong, it's time to clean it. Wait, yeah. what, what's the guy's name? Valor Ridge. What's his name? Reed Hendricks. Reed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Reed doesn't believe in cleaning things, right? Well, I think what you know, you'll know when it's time to clean. To be honest with you, you know. Um, you'll you'll know that the gun's running dirty or whatever that you need to clean it. I don't, you know, if you're shooting all the time, all the time, I don't think you need to, if you go put 20, 30 rounds, 50 rounds at the range, you don't need to clean it. That's No. no. Now, if, if we're talking about modern firearms, right? Mm-hmm. So we're not talking about, you know, this isn't the 1930s where, you know, you've got corrosive primers, corrosive, uh, you know, powder, stuff like that. Um, you know, if it's a modern firearm, uh, with modern pi- primers, powder, stuff like that, <clears throat> mm-hmm. it's not. It's not like the 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 spent powder is going to damage your firearm, you know, right away. So I, I look at it this way: if it's a gun that I normally shoot in my rotation, I don't clean it until it starts malfunctioning. Uh, now that being said, I do clean my carry gun at least every 500 rounds. And that's only because I know that by the time you start getting up there in rounds, you start getting pocket lint, everything else. Um, yeah. I, I, I just I, I don't want to be shot for lack of shooting back and clearing a malfunction if I can help it. It was just related to maintenance. Um, so for me, I clean carry guns fairly regularly, not like super regularly, but, you know, at least with some regularity. Otherwise, if it's a gun that I normally shoot or I'm going to shoot, you know, a couple times a year, I clean it when it starts malfunction. Mm-hmm. Now, if it's one of those guns where I shoot it maybe once every three, four, five years, because, I mean, at this point I have a number of, you know, like my M1 Garand. I mean, I, I, I shoot that thing maybe once a year, if that. Um, I'll, you know, I'll run something down the bore. I'll, you know, just put a little oil on it or something before I put it up uh, in the safe because I know I'm not going to touch it again for another year or two. Uh, so in that regard, you may want to do that. But if it's something you shoot regularly, I mean, you know, just mm-hmm. don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. Keep, you know, keep it oiled, especially if you're in a humid environment. You know, you want to make sure you keep a little bit of oil on it so it doesn't rust. But mm-hmm. I mean, as far as cleaning it for the sake of cleaning it, I know people who clean their guns every single time they come home from the range. It just it doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. Um, okay. Vanessa Kitty says, do you clean your tools after use or just leave them cover, covered in debris? Basically, what I do after I use tools, I throw them into a big pile. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Yeah, yeah, I just you know, leave so it there. <laughs> you've what? actually used tools, Hank? 
Yeah. What are you talking about? I'm always using. I was using tools so, last weekend. I fixed so, up the, the the gate, the gate opener in my place. Wait, I I see videos and you say I'm gonna build a gun, and then there's Walter building a gun. Excuse me. Oh. Pardon. So. Oh. <laughs> okay. Uh, Richard had to go there, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's that? What is that? Uh, what are you saying, Joe? So, so I was saying that. Um, so the, the the difference here is, you know, if you, if you look, you know, like using tools and stuff, a gun is just a tool, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So like if I pull out, if I need, uh, you know, like if I pull out my screwdriver and I need to tighten a screw, right? Mm-hmm. Um, when I'm done with it, I mean, provided it, you know, I didn't get it wet or in, you know, freaking, I don't know, mud or something, right? I put it back you know, where it belongs. I put it right back in its holder or place wherever the screwdriver is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't clean it just because I used it to turn a screw. Mm-hmm. Um, at the same time, you know, if, if a gun needs cleaning or any tool that I use needs cleaning, mm-hmm. I'll clean it. So I think the question is, are you cleaning for the sake of cleaning or are you cleaning because it needs it? And, 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 and I, I think there's a difference there. Now, if you're shooting corrosive ammunition, I have, I still have uh, my Mosin Nagant 762x54R. I have a ton of corrosive ammo for that. I have a ton of corrosive ammo for my AK-74s. Mm-hmm. And those guns get cleaned uh, after shooting corrosive ammo because I know it's going to cause harm, just like it would leave in tools wet or uh, mud on, you know, tools or whatever. You know, they're, they're, you're cleaning for a purpose of preventing damage because you know if you leave it in that state it'll get damaged going out and firing 100 rounds through your through your glock 19 uh, and then and then throwing it in the safe and letting it sit there for the next six months is going to cause no harm whatsoever there's going to be zero damage done to it it's it's so that's that that's where i fall in that if it needs cleaning i'm going to clean it mm-hmm. uh, but if i'm not just cleaning it for the sake of cleaning because it may you know have a little bit of dust on it or something it just yeah doesn't make sense um, and, yeah. and, and, and you see this, there was, there were, there's, uh, someone else I saw as a chat scrolled by saying, uh, you know, pointing out a bunch of other, other large names in the firearms uh, community that do the same thing. They don't clean their guns for the sake of cleaning their guns. There's just no point. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, uh, Billy- unless, un, un, unless you're selling, you know, uh, firearms lube and firearms cleaner, in which case, yeah, they want you to clean your guns every time. Yeah. Uh, so. Billy Phoenix. Yeah, Billy Phoenix says, anyone seen the new IWI 9mm yet? Yeah, that's what we're talking about. We Well, you, you probably just came in, so we've been we've been talking about it, Billy. Here, let me let me go just solely on on you, Joe. Yeah, so that's what we're talking about. Yeah, you, so if you, yeah you might have to go back to the beginning if you, uh, you want to get up on that. But yes, that's definitely what we've been talking about this whole time. Um, and then you just missed uh, some stuff there. Richard Hughes was trying to insinuate that I don't build any guns. I do. I do from time to time. You know, we got to get something for Walter to do and Babyface to do around here. So uh, let's see here. Let me go into this article. So um, oh, and, oh, what, one last thing on cleaning. If, if, sure. I mean, if you want to clean your guns after every range session, I know there's people who, who find it therapeutic. I mean, mm-hmm. it's fine. Go for it. Um, if you're using guns, the guns that you're cleaning that are accurate guns, you know, ag- accurate bolt guns and stuff, just make sure when you're cleaning it, you're not jacking up your crown or the lands and grooves and stuff like that. There are a lot of people who overclean some of their bolt guns, especially, and that'll have a detrimental effect on your, uh, on yeah. your accuracy and stuff out of those. So, so keep that in mind. It's, Again, it's one of those things where people believe that nothing bad can happen from cleaning your gun. Yeah, you keep if 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 you're not skilled at taking apart your gun, you're mashing things together. You're, you're you know you depending on different guns, they have different quirks about how 
things need to be positioned when you're putting bolts and things back together, you could damage your firearm cleaning it. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not casting aspersions at anybody that cleans their gun every time. I'm just saying that understand that you're not, um, it is not a risk free thing by cleaning your gun every single time, especially if it's a precision gun, uh, you know, where, where you're running, you know, and again, you can, you know, if you put a steel rod down there versus a brass rod, whatever the case may be, um, just. Yeah, no, you got a point. Be smart about what you're doing. Yeah. Um, Kathleen Music Lover wants to know if that comes with optics. If it's optic So it ready? comes with, um, it comes with the optics mounting plates. It does not come with, you know, the, 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 the optic itself. Um, mm -hmm. So, uh, and, and if you missed, go back and recheck the beginning of this. Um, and you'll see, uh, and you'll see, uh, and you'll see. We cover most of that in the beginning of this yeah. video, uh, yeah. as well as the full video that we have at 13cgunreviews.com, which pretty much covers, I think, virtually every single question that I've seen. Uh, yeah, I have a link to that in the description. Um, you know, for everyone who's coming in now, please smash the thumbs up. Okay, we appreciate that. I think we've got over a hundred people in here, so we could definitely get to a hundred thumbs up. So thank you for doing that, everyone out there. Please get up on it. We should get some thumbs ups just for Richard getting busted by the old lady. The wife. That was funny. Somebody's gonna... <laughs> Where's Richard? I haven't heard from him since... Uh, was he here? Oh. Screens. Where's Richard? Uh-oh. I don't see Richard. Are you here? Nope. Don't hear I don't him. know. His Yeah, his screen's uh, not there anymore, don't so hopefully... Hear. Don't see him. Hopefully uh -oh. everything's all right. He didn't, uh, he didn't uh, get himself in the doghouse. Yeah, Richard might have gotten... You know, he's getting... He's going right into the kennel right now. He's being installed in the kennel. So um, I'm not sure what happened with that, what is going on there. We'll probably get Richard back. Maybe he'll dial back in or something like that, or he turned off his camera. Yeah. Uh, let's, go to some, let's go to some other stuff here. There was, a, this, there was a 3D gun article here in the news. I'm going to throw this up on screen. I think I sent you this, Joe. Uh, uh, as, as social networks crack down, 3D printed gun community moves to new platforms. That's what this says here. Uh, bans on sharing 3D gun blueprints have proven uh, porous, but the community that makes them is migrating to platforms more amenable to the cause. That's what that's what we've got going on here. So uh, earlier this month, Reddit became the latest social media platform to aggressively enforce its ban on uh, on sharing plans for 3D printed guns. A popular uh, so it's saying shuttering a popular channel dedicated to the cause that had over 4,000 users. Uh, filling me with spite only makes me work harder, wrote a, a user known as Ivan the Troll. If you guys were looking at the episode that we had um, that we had John on from Ammo Land and GOA Virginia, then uh, John Crump, you we were talking about Ivan the Troll. So this is who they're talking about here. Uh, about the shutdown posted elsewhere on Reddit, Ivan the Troll uh, leads Deterrence Dispense, an informal group of online activists who make and distribute files to print 3D guns. The group has been um, active on both Twitter and YouTube before the platforms closed its account in May following the Traces reporting. Now Reddit, once celebrated for its lack of content moderation, has done the same. So Rally Point, a user, replied to Ivan the Troll's message. Uh, Keybase, he replied, that's some like computer nerd stuff. Ivan the Troll was referring to a chat app launched by the founders of the dating site OkCupid. Keybase allows users to verify their identities by linking uh, the app to social media accounts and provide end-to-end -end encryption with the option to set an expiration date for the messages after they're sent. So 
this this is uh, this article is pretty good. It's going on about all this stuff. Um, they mentioned uh, Gunstreamer in here. Keybase is one of a new crop of websites and chat servers that have emerged to fill the void left by mainstream platforms. Crackdown on 3D printed gun files on Gunstreamer, a firearm-focused video sharing site. Users post video tutorials on 3D printed gun construction. Ivan the Troll moved his content to the platform a day after YouTube banned him. Yeah, shout out to Gunstreamer, by the way. Yeah, I did, absolutely. I did. I reached the folks out to. Over there are awesome. Yeah, I reached out to them for this. They told me that these guys uh, wanted to interview them, but they declined it. But yeah, we're all up on Gunstreamer for anyone who's interested. And then John was telling us about where is that? Let me see if I can pull it up here. Yeah, so now uh, we're on the mines, by the way. Minds. So that's a that's a completely that's something that's like Facebook and all these different things. It's an app. It's M I N D S. So it's an app yes. for iPhone or Android, and I'm on there. Walter's on there. A bunch of people. Anyone who's following me on there, I'm following them back. Ooh, scary, scary idea. But it's on Minds, and I am real Hank Strange if you're looking for me. So, um, if if you guys go on there now and follow me, at some point I'll go here, follow everyone back. I don't know if you signed up for that yet, Joe. I I, wanna, I have I not. Get up on that um, one, yeah. I am. Lots of people. I, all right, the crypto social network is that what it is? Um, mines. Let me see. Uh, it's a light bulb. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yep. Let me yep. click on That's this it. and bring it up. It's got uh, hundred thousand plus downloads, four point two rating. Yeah. Um, I got a bunch of people following me on there so far. Uh, Opt out of gun controls. There, Aries, Lola's gonna, on there. I'm gonna, say I'm gonna check hog. it out. Right, meow. Yeah. Boss Hogs on there, Key Asky, Jim Way Jam, Frankie Yarborough, Pew Pew, 52, DCG 44s, Eli EDC, SoCal, Safety Harbor Firearms is on there, Joker 60, True at 49, John Crump, of course, Holiday, The Holiday Road is on there, and Jade Grew. Um, if anyone else wants to go on there and follow us, like to me, I've been saying this over and over again, that all these like social medias, they're just tools. This particular one is on the blockchain, and... Um, they seem to be a little bit more free. John was telling us if you look at Joe Rogan had a podcast with the owner and his name is Bill. What is it? I, I, let me, I got. I can't remember. I can't remember the guy's name. So let me look it up right now. Um, on uh, Wikipedia, I keep forgetting the guy's name. Uh, let's see. Here we go. So yeah, the own the the guy who started it is um, Bill Ottman. So if you look at Joe Rogan, uh, I can't remember the, the podcast number, but it's just search Joe Rogan, Bill Ottman, and you'll see Joe Rogan interviewing the guy that started this. And he's trying to create a platform that's more free and open and not going through all your private data and all that kind of stuff. Um, that's kind of the idea. And if you if you check out that podcast, you'll see. You'll be able to check that out. So. Um, that is cool. I am. Yeah. I'm literally signing up for it right now. Yeah. Once you sign up, follow me, man. I'll follow. I'll follow back anyone that's following me. So there you go. Eli EDC. He says he's in there. Everybody, you know, we'll, we'll get up on it. So always got to uh, be ready for that kind of stuff. Bill Ottman. Yeah. Eli EDC is telling me. So, um, we, you know, we'll see how it works. I think like something like that's kind of what we need, right? Yeah, that's we need something better. I had heard that uh, Austin. Um, Jordan Peterson mm -hmm. was going to be creating uh, a site as well. Okay. Um, some something similar to that. Username too short. Yeah, they doesn't were. like 13C. Oh, it's too so short. Oh, I'm gonna, really? I'm going to go with 13C Media. How about okay. that? 
Okay. That's... Now I gotta find you, Hank. Yeah, are you on there, Richard Hughes? Oh, look, uh, Richard as Hughes. A, is back. a few seconds ago. Oh, okay. Richard Hughes is back with us. Um, didn't get. Are you okay? There's, just there's, blink, blink if you're in trouble. If you're in trouble, just okay. blink three times in a row, Richard. Oh, there we go. Jordan Peterson is on here already. Good. I'm done. Oh, he's on. Oh, he is on there. Okay, cool. If if you're not familiar with him, he's pretty cool. Um, did Richard go? Richard went out again. I don't know. Something's probably up with his. Yeah, your your picture is out. He's just kind of quiet. My picture's out. Yeah. Let's see. Yep. Okay, that's better. Uh, yeah. Chill. That's better. Let's see if I can throw all three of us up in here. There you go. Okay. <laughs> Richard, that was so funny. I don't know what happened. <laughs> but I was like, oh, Richard's about to get smacked down right here. <laughs> no, Dude, no. Uh, now, my wife does carry, but she mm-hmm. shoots to the right. So I, all I got to do is run left and I'm good. Oh, go left. So uh-huh. Don't worry about uh-huh. me. Sure, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure you give Pebbles his attention. That's that's what you got to worry about over there. Okay. So, yeah, we're talking about mines. I don't know if you're on there yet, Richard, but... Uh, I'm, I'm on. Flying on? Yeah, and I just called you, Hank. Oh, okay, cool. All right. Uh, let me see. What other good stories do we have out here? I'm looking up uh, to see what stuff we got. Oh, the Silencer Co. thing. You guys want to talk about that? So the Maxim 9. Uh, here, I'm going to throw this up. This is on um, TFB. Firearm blog. Um, so Silencer Co. non-NFA Maxim 9 is out. Uh, at Silencer Co. media event, Silencer Co. unveiled some new products. One of them is a non-NFA Maxim 9. It was developed a while ago but kept on the wraps until now. I got a chance to check it out. Let's take it. So basically it's the, uh, it's the, it, it, it's the gun. So, so basically with, it's a gun. Yeah, without the suppressor. <laughs> Flying That's rich. I don't see, uh, you don't have a picture up yet, do you? Uh, no, I have a picture up. Yeah. Okay. So, well, boom. This is All interesting. Right, looks like you can put a suppressor on it. So it looks like you can put a suppressor. Obviously, Sonsor Co. is going to have one for it. That's interesting. That's cool. I don't know. What do you guys think about that? No. Not, you know. I. Doesn't so make first, any sense. Without. The trigger is probably without, still terrible. Yeah. Without the, uh, without the, uh, without the silencer, it's kind of like, eh. Mm-hmm. But who knows? Maybe. Uh... Mm-hmm. All right. Well, anyway, there we go. I'm on mines now. Okay. So there you go. I'll, there you go. 13 C media kind of picture up there, but at least yeah. the, uh, the thing is there. So, okay. So we yeah, that going I see us. that 13. One C more thing is. about this trace thing, this trace.org douchebags here, apparently um, there's part of this story in here said that in May following the traces reporting, Blah, blah, blah. A recent review of posts reveals, and then they said they reported six different videos for links, and um, and they didn't get pulled down within 48 hours, so they contacted YouTube directly to get those <laughs> links pulled. So these people, yeah. and they did it on Twitter and uh, as well. So these people at the Trace are reporting and pulling down things. I mean, this is – not to get off of it. Sorry, I was distracted with that minds thing, but – this is this is modern day book burnings. Um, mm-hmm. Taking this information down, it's not it's not encouraging violence. It's not. There's nothing wrong about this. This is literally exercising uh, a, a human right and also a right that's that, that that's enumerated in the Constitution, right? Mm-hmm. So 
this is mo- this is modern day book burning. What we're seeing here between YouTube, you know, all these various social media groups, not just related to um, to these links, but what they're doing to us uh, on our channels and things like that. It is I, the, the Orwell could not have uh, come up anyway. with anything better than this. I mean, you know, it, it, for anybody who hasn't seen movies like Fahrenheit 451, where they're literally taking books out and burning them. Um, if you want to watch something a lot funner, Equilibrium is a fantastic mm. movie yeah, uh, where, where they ban knowledge in movies. I mean, it, it's a lot of fun. They have gun food, but it's an entertaining fun. It's, it's a guilty pleasure, if you will. Mm-hmm. But the premise of that movie is, is that, you know, they, they ban thought, uh, actual, you know, it, it, it anyway, it, 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 this is no different than that, you know, trying to ban free speech. It's just, that bothers me so much. I think one of the last times I was on, we, we had a free speech uh, discussion, I think with, right. uh, weapons, munitions, tactical was on with yeah. us. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, it's highly it's just uh, it's classic SJW behavior to, um, you know, try to c- cancel culture people. But guess what, man? People do it. Even people in uh, our world, believe it or not, get involved in that kind of stuff. So, yeah. Well, what it used to be, I mean, there mm-hmm. were books and magazines. And if you printed a magazine, it was out there. You know, if you had some sort of circulation numbers, there were people with it. And what the Russians used to do, the USSR, is say a cosmonaut fell out of favor, they would actually publish an update to the encyclopedia, and they would tell you to rip out this group of pages and insert these new groups of pages, (laughs) Mm -hmm. and they would airbrush the guy out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, at least the only good thing about the internet today, at least for now— um, you know, un- mm-hmm. until government fully gets control of it, at least for the average person, because right now, I mean, you'll never be able to shut down all the stuff on the dark web. But as far as as far as the stuff that the average person finds, right, because the average person uses YouTube, right, as like their number one go to source. Mm-hmm. Um, very few people use GunStreamer, which really please use GunStreamer. It's mm-hmm. way better. Full 30. I think we need to just, get ready for that apocalypse but, that's coming. Be you yeah, have it, a plan. It, does, that limits, shows it limits it limits the honest individual. Um, while doing nothing to control other people. These plans are out there. I mean, you can't, it's not like you can pull them down off the internet. They're out there forever. They're out there in perpetuity. Now it may be a little more, they may be making a little more difficult for the average person to accidentally stumble across them. But all these things are out there. You're never going to pull them down. They are saved on, and probably at this point, millions of hard drives around the globe. They are uploaded in various encrypted cloud files around the globe. You can't pull them once it's out on the internet, it's out there. You can't take it back. Mm-hmm. Um, so all these idiot politicians trying to trying to pass these laws and stuff, it's just it's ridiculous. It and it shows their ignorance. Um, right. You know, no, no plastic receivers, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, they're they're crazy. I you mm-hmm. know the the whole thing is. It, we don't you don't need a Maxim nine. You don't need a Bear Creek Arsenal lower to have a firearm. I mean, it, and you don't even need a polymer 80. You you need a couple of things from a hardware store and you can make a firearm. Well, it, maybe it won't repeatedly fire 30 rounds, but the genie's out of the bottle. It's long gone. Never going back in. Never. <laughs> and. And I, I'm just shocked at, at people, you know, whether it, it's gun bans and, you know, Hank and I both came from New York, which was the land of no. Uh, but ammo restrictions, gun bans, what, you think people aren't reloading? You you think somebody isn't going to – I 
I'll tell you what, what I did when they did that gun, uh, the ammo card in New York, I, I was still, you know, I was living most of the time in New York cause that's where my work was, but I was a Florida resident. I mean, I, I had ammo delivered to a buddy's house in Pennsylvania. I threw it in the airplane. I visited my dad and then I flew back to New York just cause I don't want my name on a list that I bought N thousand rounds of, you know, AK or AR or whatever. Mm-hmm. And in fact, I probably only shot 200 rounds. It, there was some good deal going on where you get a thousand rounds of AK ammo for, I think it was like 200 bucks. So I think it was 220 delivered. Like I'm yeah. buying a couple of thousand rounds of that. Yeah. Uh, opt out of gun control says open bolt machine guns are far easier, less complicated than semi. Hells <laughs> to the yeah. Yeah. Hells to the yeah. And then Walter says black powder works. <laughs> Uh, Walter, we actually got to do some black powder videos. I don't know. I think there's a couple of classes of people out there. Mm-hmm. There's there's a class of people like me that may be smart enough to build something that's single shot. There's a class of people out there that I'm not going to name names, but we know them that are going to build something like uh, opt out of gun control said open bolt machine gun that, that's going to fire like crazy. And, mm-hmm. and you can do that with hardware store ports. Mm-hmm. Um, there, then there's the other class of people, the criminals that will get them somehow. It look at, uh, the one they're just going to steal them out of the uh, bathroom at uh, any local airport. And mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> right. <laughs> the cops go in there, they leave their gun in the bathroom and you know, boom, there you go. You got a gun yeah. or you know, whatever what the case is, it's, yeah. it's, it's, they're criminals. They're, they're yeah. Gonna, um, Crackbot is reminding me, which is true, which is true. He says, uh, he gave, gave us five bucks. He says, uh, Hank, there's a video that shows someone making an AR 15 from soda cans. Yeah. He melts them down. Yeah. 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 He, he did one with soda cans, one with brass casings. He just melted them down and machined it. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah, there's there's so many things that you could do. So, um, and Harry's holster says 3D printers and CNCs are becoming more common and more affordable. That's not to mention the manual stuff, which is I mean, yeah. you know, we we will have we will have just like now we have you know the desktop uh, you know different 3D printers and there's there's a bunch of them you know they're printing the lower. I don't want to say lower quality plastics, but you know the, the, the higher temperature plastics are just much more harder to print. Um, and there's people much more knowledgeable about that than I am. But there are so many new machines and new systems that are out that are going to be available to the maybe not the average consumer, but at least the the upper middle class consumer. But yeah, there you go, right there. Um, you're 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 going to be able, you're going to be able to make all these things yourself uh, for the most part. Is Richard showing and, and us something? Enough. And there, I, I think some of these uh, politicians are just they're 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 losing their mind on it because they're not going to be able to control it. I mean, the genies are quote unquote out of the bottle. The the big thing that gets me with all these things are, and we really have to make our uh, our stand uh, and, and get back to the Second Amendment being about military grade weapons. Is that the more technology advances, we're seeing more reasonably priced bulletproof clothing, for example. Um, mm-hmm. As technology continues to advance, you know, eventually at some point there's going to be, I don't want to, you know, whatever, whatever you want to call them, laser guns, ray guns, whatever the case is, right? There will be weapons that continue to go up uh, at that will be developed as more and more uh, 
blunt force trauma type guns, you know, are easily defeated by just regular sized clothing that people can wear, for example. Mm -hmm. Um, so the more we see that there's all sorts of thin gel technology that you can put behind them as far as, um, impact resistance so that, you know, if you're wearing something that's not much thicker than a, you know, a denim jacket, let's say to stop a bullet, you know, you've got blunt force trauma behind that. But with these gels, they'll actually congeal and stiff up when they get hit by shock force. So yes, exactly. Uh, I think, well, I I don't know if they're that far advanced for some of the stuff that I'm talking about, but yeah. So yeah, the barrel's hardest hardest to make as a crackpot says. So what we need to do is we need to make sure that these more advanced weapons when they come out are going to be available. Otherwise, if we, if we just hold steady to what there is right now at this moment, 200 years from now, all people are going to have is this. And how much do you think technology is going to advance in 200 years for, to defeat the bullets that are coming out of these as compared to whatever modern arms are out there yeah. at the time. A lot. And, Walter and, and says we, pulse energy. Whatever it pulse takes, baby. I want, I want a rail gun. I want pulse energy. I want attack I want copters. a ray gun. Yeah. And I want a lightsaber. Yeah, absolutely. All of it. Rockets, All of it. everything. Uh, shout out to Not 5 Blue Rifle Society in the house, working but trying to listen. Uh, shout out to Not 5 Crackbot, uh, like like you just said, he says the barrel's the hardest thing to make. Some. Someone's bound to someone's going to figure that out and simplify that really soon. Um, okay. uh, special case says I want the eraser railgun. <laughs> um, see what movie has the most badass guns in it. If we could John Wick. It, John Wick, you think would have the most badass guns? John Wick. Um, uh, Dan hates you. Says Romulan disruptor. Okay, sure. we should we should split it. Most badass, realistic, and then most badass sci-fi. So that's probably Fifth Element has the most badass sci-fi guns. I think I would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think Fifth Element has some. Yeah, man, I, I, I don't remember what the what the main villain is with his big gun. It even shoots a net. That thing's awesome. Yeah, that's I the one where he says, "And a real dad in the world killer would ask about the red button." <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I can't remember that guy's name though. Um, uh, Safety Harbor Walter says Pulse Energy is good juju buena. There you go. And Crackbot saying, uh, "Give us a couple of bucks." Would a full auto railgun fall under NFA? <laughs> if you got a full auto railgun, I don't know. How, realistically, I don't know how that's powering up, but <laughs> you can pretty much yeah. do whatever um, you want, bro. <laughs> I, well, it. It, a railgun isn't propelling itself by an explosion, right? Right. It's so, so it's not technically. You're I mean, maybe the, it, under the NFA, I don't think it would fall under the NFA or any regular like firearm types laws. I'm sure there is. I would think that the douchebags down there, if they've been, if they've thought about this, have created some sort of law somewhere that would cover a cover that, but. I mean, not under the NFA that I can think of, because that's all, you know, explosive-based propellants, or yeah. at least some sort of explosion slash propellant slash air-powered. As far as magnetics and stuff like that, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I have to go back and look and see if there's any change. But all it takes is one letter from the ATF tech branch to <laughs> fix anything. 
So yeah, Joseph Anthony said I bought a Masada this morning. Awesome. Let's see. We got nice. Uh, I saw I saw his comment on one of my YouTube videos, and I have right before the show, and I haven't been able to answer it. I don't remember what it was, but I will cool. go back. I will look, and I will answer that question. Yeah, unless, unless you, you post it here before the yeah. end, and I can and I can do it because I I know it was on there. I just would have to go back and find it again because I yeah. saw it and I meant to reply to it, and then we I joined up with you, and here we are. Okay, if you've got that question, Joseph hit hit us with it. John Parsons says Matrix. Uh, uh, Big Cliff says Expendables. Archangel says Heat. Uh, SoCal Gunner says Zorg is the main villain in Fifth Element. Very true, very true. Uh, uh, let's see. The Bear Blue says, Give me the cricket from Men in Black. There you go. Noisy cricket. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Red Bear says, Youth beating up people outside of high end hotels in DC. It'd be going down. I didn't hear about that. I yeah I didn't I didn't hear about that either but th- there there's that whole craze of of everybody dumping water on cops right now I, yeah. I, I don't I don't know if you've seen that there was another one that uh, came across my news feed right before I logged on we, oh there was another one we were talking about it yesterday where they caught that guy that that did the um, dumped it on those two rookie cops yesterday so um, yeah you know I there's at least two out there I don't know if that was from yesterday or from today but I just saw it today there, there was yet another one and it's I don't I, I don't get it. I mean, I, I personally, here's here's how I feel about all those things where they're spraying people with stuff. You have no idea what's in that. And this, this goes for before they were doing it for cops. I said I said the same thing about these various people who go out there and spray people. You know, there's take people wearing fur coats and spray them with bleach or whatever mm-hmm. because they wanted to ruin their fur coats. Whatever the case is, you don't know what the hell people are putting in there. There's been cases of people putting acid in things and whatnot. Obviously, if you're spraying acid on somebody, you're probably going to realize when it hits you you know, that, that you're getting sprayed with it. I don't know mm-hmm. how diluted or whatever the hell they're doing with it. But at the same time, you don't know if it's urine or what the hell they're spraying on you. Mm-hmm. And that, that, that's, that's, to me, that's a self-defense situation. If you're out and about not consensually engaging in some sort of water gun, water balloon bucket fight, that's, that, that's full on assault. I don't care if you're a cop or not. Now I'm, I'm not saying you should, you know, you should, you should go to lethal force or anything. I'm just saying that is, that is a, a, an assault that should be treated as such, regardless of if it's against law enforcement, you know, or Joe six, Joe six pack doesn't matter. It's, it's just, it's uncool. You just, you just don't do that in a civilized society. Okay. Uh, especially in today's day and age, not, not when you see all these various attacks that are going on, uh, especially over in Europe where people are, you know, where a lot of, immig- you know, where some immigrants at least are, are hosing people down. Some of the more, mm-hmm non-nice ones are, are just being horrible people. It's just, well, England I, is, I, I can't imagine that. England is pretty high for acid attacks. So that, that's yeah. pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And, and some of these things, you know, and one of the things that I, I don't think some people understand when sometimes you get hit with certain, you know, certain acids and stuff, depending on what it is, if somebody's savvy and they know what they're doing, they're spraying on you, they can spray something caustic on you that you're not going to initially realize is doing what it's doing until, you know, uh, several seconds later or, oh, you know, yeah. you, you know or, or later. It's just the way it attacks and it hits your hits your skin and eats through your nerves in such a way that it's, it's you know, you don't even know as it's hitting you. So it's that, that that's just the stuff that really, really irks me. Yeah. Regardless of who it is, I, I, I don't I don't know. I, I, I don't I don't get it. Yeah, get that at all. Joseph Anthony says, I think it was something about why IWI didn't release the standard version to the U.S. Let me see here. Um, somebody asked something. Oh, wait. 
I think it was something about why. Yeah, the standard version. Oh, okay. Um, so I'll go back and look, and I'll, I'll specifically answer that question uh, after we're done here. Uh, before I go to bed at night, I'll look and I'll specifically answer your question. But for what for what you just put up here, um, I believe the reason is at four hundred eighty dollars uh, MSRP, um, they're able to bring this out. How much money are they going to save uh, by not uh, by not including a slide cut? How much more are they going to cut off of that uh, versus and and I. You know, and their tooling that they have is is the tooling for the slide specifically geared up uh, to just fulfill the U.S. market, or are they planning on introducing this internationally as well? I, I don't know yet. But for $480 MSRP, I don't know how much more money you're going to shave off of that. And with the plate in here, and there, there's pictures of it uh, in the video, uh, with the plate on here, it seals up and it looks really nice. Um, so with the plate on here, if you're not planning on putting an optic on it, you're not losing anything. Uh, because with the plate on here, it looks nice. It, it lines up fully. It fills in flush, and it looks great. So, if you're not planning on running an optic, uh, you're not you're not losing anything by having it. You're not losing anything aesthetically either, in my opinion, because the plate lines up and is colored, uh, fits in really well. So, I don't think you're losing anything by getting this, even if you never plan on putting a dot on it. Okay, cool, cool. Ivan Ker, I always say this wrong. Uh, Ivan Kerniwian. Kernia <laughs> one or something like that. Ivan says uh, it's an individual biological weapon scary. So there you go. Um, I'm just holding this up because some, someone asked earlier and I just scrolled that. off the screen. Yeah. I don't see the name now. Uh, this is okay. a Trijicon RMR Type 2 uh, with uh, the HRS version, so the U.S. SOCOM version. There'll be a... Uh, There'll be a full video out on uh, dedicated to the optic, and then of course, obviously, we're following up on the pistol. Um, but there'll be a full video out on the optic in uh, mm. I don't know, probably roughly a week, you know, give or take. It depends. I don't know if I'm gonna. I've got another video um, on something else that I may wind up getting done before okay. that one. I'm not sure. It depends. Oh, okay. Um, let's see. We got we got some time here. I don't know if there's some other things that uh, the folks. Do you guys have any more questions about the? Uh, about the uh, Masada here? Do we, I don't know. I think we pretty much covered everything. I don't know if there's anyone coming in a little bit later. Yeah, yeah I think I was, we covered the most. If, if, if not, go ahead, check out the video when this podcast is done. Watch the video. Okay. It's about 26 minutes long, but we cover, I think, pretty much every single question uh, that you could have as well as as well as well the uh, the plates on here, the pl the position, which are more positioning plates than mounting plates on here. They're mm -hmm. plastic that are in here, but we go through and we test it out how well, uh, how well those hold up. Um, uh, as far as for sturdiness and durability and um, anybody have any other questions I know I got uh, one or two follow-up questions on the video we did right before that about flying with a gun okay did you want um, to did you want to get questions into that? about that yeah um, if, if anybody questions? has any um, I think there were some questions between like airlines right mm -hmm. so there's so most people uh, think when you're flying it's gonna just fall under like TSA FFA FAA um, sorry, not FFA, FAA. Uh, when when it actually comes um, when it actually comes down to it, most of the regulations are going to fall. Uh, well, not regulations, but most of the policies, maybe let's say, are dependent upon what airline you're flying with. Now, I spoke in the in the video that I did. I spoke generally about flying and what would fall under more TSA's uh, protocols. And then specifics, I went with uh, specifically. I just decided to go with Southwest since a lot of people fly Southwest. I've 
the majority of my flying, I've flown with firearms on a couple different airlines, but the majority of my flying goes with Southwest. Um, and then I picked two airports to specifically talk about a little bit of difference in variances with the checking there. I talked about MCO, uh, which is Orlando. And then I talked about, uh, Midway, uh, MDW in Illinois, uh, which are two of the main airports that I fly in and out of very regularly. Mm-hmm. So, um, things that, and, and I cover some myths too, like, you know, you can't fly with loaded magazines and mo- most of this obviously check in there for legalities. Cause you know, we're not talking about carry on luggage. We're talking about check luggage. You can fly with loaded magazines. Um, they just need to be secured, um, you know, so that you, so that you, the primers won't get hit while you're traveling with them. You can fly with ammunition. You fly with, for most airlines, uh, you can fly with up to 11 pounds of ammunition. So they you need to can, be, so you're saying yes on traveling with loaded magazines. You're saying correct. Can't be in- they yeah. cannot be in the gun, but, but okay. so, so for example, I have uh, a case, uh, where's my case? I'm going to grab my case. It's literally right here. I'm looking at it on the other side of the desk. Okay. So one of the things I thought was funny, uh, Joe was talking about two things I've done different than Joe is usually I have a case that's a little larger than that. And actually it's on my shelf up here. Grab it. But I don't put my gun case in a piece of luggage and that's what Joe does. And when you have your gun case separate, mm-hmm. what will happen is at your destination airport, you're going to get your bag last. So you may get all of your regular checked luggage, They'll bring the gun case out. They'll look at the name on the tag. They'll ask you for ID, and then they'll hand it to you. And that's always been my experience with when I don't. Now, if if I'm carrying a pistol to another location, I have a metal gun vault that's, you know, like encyclopedia book-sized. And, yes, I put that in my luggage, and, you know, it just goes like regular luggage after that. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, so, so one of the – I don't fly with rifles very often. When I do, yeah, they're in an external larger case. Um, so, and and e- even if you just do sometimes, depending on the airline, if you do put even a handgun case inside your suitcase, uh, they will still require uh, ID when you come out. But so if, as far if as like, you, I'm sorry, if you do the big case, right? If you do the mm-hmm. big case outside, is it the same thing for you? Like Richard's saying that you get it last. Usually, usually, I, every time I've flown with a long gun in a long gun case, yes. Okay. Um, now I've heard that on some airlines, um, no, but I, I can't specifically speak to that because generally they're even Southwest is going to, is going to, uh, have that be, uh, they call it a uh, special, it's not special luggage, but it's, I, f- I forget the term off the top of my head. Okay. But yeah, so, so like flying with loaded magazines, they can be, uh, in pouches. Um, in my case, I use this. In my case, I use this case because this case holds everything that I want. I put, I can put a gun right in here. I can put, uh, I throw holsters uh, in here, and then there's slots for magazine. Well, there's slots. This isn't actually a handgun case, but there's slots where you can put your your magazines in, and then it holds the mags in here. They can be loaded, but they're in a slot or cutout. You could also technically you could put magazines in a chest rig. Uh, and then, and then, since they're in a pouch and a chest rig, that would be fine. Ammunition needs to be in a container designed to hold ammunition or the original container uh, packaging it was sold in. Um, I throw a box of ammo down in the bottom of here because there's little foam pullouts, um, so I have extra ammo in here. I also put my carry knife in here, and um, that way, when I get to my location, everything's together, and I don't want to get my knife stolen as well since it's locked up in the case. Yeah. 
And there's some other things I point out the difference of when you need to use non TSA approved locks and when you, and when you do need to use TSA approved locks, uh, to be in compliance with the law. And I, 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 and throughout the video, when I talk about something that's talking about being in compliance with specific rules, regulations, or laws, I also show the actual law regulation. I, I put it up on the side of the screen so that you can actually see that, uh, for yourself. Um, Okay. Again, this, trying to dispel some of those myths because there's a lot of people out a lot of people out there who like to talk about it um, that really don't know what's going on. And it's so easy to fly with a gun once you do it the first time. Uh, and this is why I tell people: once you fly with a gun the first time, after that, man, you're going to be like, why haven't I always flown with it? It's so easy. It's so normal. The you, you I've never been hassled at a check-in desk by any uh, ticketing agent. The only hassles I've come across is occasionally a TSA agent at at Orlando. Orlando's been the worst freaking airport <laughs> in the past anyway to fly out with a gun. Oh my God. It, uh, and, and this is from the TSA standpoint downstairs in the basement. Oh, but the last time I flew out of there, um, it was actually good. They changed up the policy a little bit. Um, now uh, when I went downstairs to that little room, they didn't like rip open my bag and get pissed at me. Um, they just, they just swabbed the outside and they put it through a machine as opposed to a separate machine, not like a regular x machine, but it looked like a damn big-ass MRI machine. Mm-hmm. Um, rather, they didn't even open it, uh, yeah. which was interesting. Crackbot, so, I, I don't. Crackbot has a question for you. says, what do you need to do for flying with a suppressor? Um, there should be There should be nothing extra you would do with it. I would just put it in a lock case and treat it like a handgun. Okay. Uh, that, yeah. that, that, would, that would be there, obviously. Yeah. Um, Tech, uh, I'm, I'm guessing he wants to yeah. know, I mean, uh, you know, are there any specific rules? Like, I guess, you know, does it depend where you're going to and all of that, right? Like, uh, where are you going well, to? Well, Can you, you have you, it there? Do you have that letter, you know? Yeah, yeah. So so, so I would – so so here's my thing. I have original you – know, you have your original uh, tax stamp. Um, make photocopy – so, you know, my suggestion would be when you first get it, make several copies of it. Scan it digitally so that you can have it and then upload that copy to the cloud so that you can always access it from, you know, your phone. Second, uh, print out a couple copies, one copy to keep with it. So, you know, if you keep it in a case or a certain bag, you have all your stamps together. That way you have one there. Um, because, I mean, the chances of you getting hassled are slim to none. However, um, if you do come across somebody who doesn't know, you don't want to be stuck out there with, with you know, whatever stuff going on out there without your tax stamp. So get a copy, shrink it down, even though it's not technically, you know, you can shrink it down the way it makes it easier to carry. I would say keep a copy of your tax stamp in the little locked case that you're bringing with you. That, 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 that's what I would do. And then I'd also keep a separate copy of it, um, as well, at least digital, if nothing else, um, just to, so, uh, for silencers, no, um, SBRs, machine guns. Yeah, you need you need uh, a letter to you know you need to let the ATF know you're bringing it across state lines. Mm-hmm. Um, for silencers, no. Yeah, um, there you go. Unless something very very recently changed, no, you don't need to uh, notify for silencers going uh, across state lines. Yeah, uh, but well, moving. But I mean, for for like you know vacation or traveling or something, moving. Obviously, you need to update your information with the ATF. But yeah, Walter says he's flown with uh, machine guns and cans. So there you go. Uh, shout out to Offer Arms who says they're watching us out on the big screen. So nice. shout out, shout out to them. Let's see. Um, are, are there any more questions on? You can find the video 
on, yeah, the uh, video is only uh, one or two videos old on the on on, yeah. uh, on channel agency gun reviews. So. Yeah, I saw that when that went up. Uh, by the way, I know we don't have that much time left, but Zombieland Two is coming out. What do you guys think about that? Have you seen the trailer for Zombieland Two? I did not see the trailer yet. Yeah, Just okay, er, earlier it. today, my wife and uh, and firstborn were talking about it. So yeah, I know looks they're excited like the, for the it. The whole the old cast, everyone's back. So that's a good thing. Yeah, I, 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 it looks I think funny. It, I like the original Zombieland. I had a lot of fun watching that. I thought it was it was way better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. So the first one, um, and I've watched it once or twice after that. It's hilarious. So yeah. the the only downside to this is I don't know if you can. I don't. I don't know how the hell they could bring back Bill Murray, but I, I, the Bill uh, Murray <laughs> only as a zombie. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, but then they then they ended him. Yeah. They, um, yeah. Yeah, which is sad. So. Yeah, so I don't. It, it, I think there's going to be some other stars in there. That looks mm. like it looks like it's funny to me. Uh, Red Bear says per policy, and I, and I believe laws may be wrong, but they're not supposed to open it without your supervision. But we have found a love note in a case uh, with um, an FA MP five K. They opened it. So there you go. Yeah, so I, I put up the actual um, copied right off the TSA website um, about the policy. You know, it's you're supposed to have locked things, and I, I go over this in the video. But yeah, they're not supposed to open it without you being there, and it, and it's supposed to be locked, and you're supposed to be the only one that has access to the combination or the key. Mm-hmm. So, um, and, and so them cutting into or breaking into the box is just something that should not happen, or yeah. you know, it's something that absolutely should not happen. And I cover that in the video too. TS the 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 agents at TSA for the most part, have absolutely no idea what the rules and regulations are. I mean, they are clueless. And it doesn't matter if you print it out and you show it to them, be it show it to you on your phone, you have a printout, you have a you, the, the, the thing, they do not care. Whatever they were told by their supervisor is what's right. You talk yep. to the supervisor. I had a guy. That's what they're going to do. One time I've ever <laughs> tried to file a complaint against FAA or, mm-hmm. or TSA um, was at MCO. And the guy and, and this guy working the line who was one of the low supervisors told me he knew exactly what the policy was because he helped write it. And I'm looking at this, and, I, and I'm looking at this guy like, you're telling me you're here at like 10 o'clock at night in the uh-huh. airport, and you're writing policy for the right. TSA. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. Let's go with that. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, the, the, they're clueless. They're absolutely clueless. Yeah. Um, now there are there there are some good guys at TSA. I'm not trying. I'm not trying to impugn every single TSA agent out mm-hmm. there. I'm just saying that as a whole. Um, yeah, no. So whatever it is, I mean, you can try and clarify it with them. I tried to clarify it once with the, with with at MCO, and they just did whatever they were going to do anyway. Obviously, you don't want to. If 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 they're stuck with what they're going to do, tell them once, uh, and then and then just let it go because there's you're not going to win that conversation. They, you just you can't win it there. Maybe you can win it after the fact, but at the moment, you can't. So yeah. I've e- tried. Eli uh, minimally. Excuse me. Eli EDC says, got uh, got love watching uh, WMMF podcast on a 55-inch TV. It's awesome. Super extra nice. big head on there. Um, yeah, check out check out the videos on this. Also, yeah, you've got to see the Zombieland thing. I think you're going to like it. And then The Boys is coming out on Amazon Prime, I think, tomorrow. Have you seen that? That's What's kind the of that's the thing about the superheroes. The superheroes are kind of oh, like okay. the bad guys. And mm-hmm. yeah, then it, like you know, superheroes are just running around doing whatever they want. So I think I'm kind of looking forward to that. They've been doing a lot of stuff for that thing. So um, I don't know. I, yeah. I'll check it out. I was pleasantly surprised with uh, the Umbrella Academy. Yeah, you know, some people said it looks like a knockoff of um, 
you know, X-Men or whatever else. But I thought it was, I don't know. I, I, think, thought I it was think it was better in, than the they, X-Men they, movies. They I've had seen. me they when they started good. playing. They had me when they started playing 80s music in the first, in the, in the first, uh, yeah. episode. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I like I, the I, dancing. I'm, I'm nostalgic. Back, so. <laughs> yeah, I like the dancing myself. Yeah, absolutely. Is Richard still here? We're going to wrap up now anyway because we're yeah, over. Yeah, still here. I can see him. Yeah. Richard, you there? Can you hear us? Is he's he... eating dinner. He's on lockdown again. Poor Richard. I, I got the windows open here. It's actually nice outside. I don't know if you can yeah. hear all these damn geese just coming into the pond to roost. Yeah. Richard, you out there, buddy? Yeah, you see now? Uh, no, your screen just has the big Skype thing on it, so we can't really see hmm. you. Interesting. Yeah. I can I can see him. You can see him. Okay. I've been talking the whole time. You haven't heard me? No. So probably something here going on with my th- – oh, there you go. All right. So we're wrapping it up here. Good Let's good. let Richard tell the folks out there how they can follow you. Uh, well, you can follow Pebbles. She's uh, Pebbles underscore bird on Instagram. I'm Flying Rich on Instagram. Uh, Flying Rich Official, that is. And FlyingRich.com where all my social media is. I didn't get to talk about Rachel Madcap. I mean, Maddow. I and uh, let, let's see, what's it? Mueller yesterday. I, I was hoping oh. to talk about that. Yeah, okay. Well, probably, she probably lost her mind on that. I'll have to go. Yeah. Well, Whoa, I don't. No, she's it. like, "Yay, big win!" I'm like, "What show did you see?" <laughs> Um, I could tell that the if you want to see who wins, um, like the the uh, media, the mainstream media wasn't wasn't talking about it too much, and mm-hmm. then like Fox News was talking about it a lot, so that tells you who wins right there. I don't know. America loses in the end, <laughs> and that whole debacle. Yeah, that's uh, what's going on there. Okay, so you you can put your the, your Rachel rant, your Rachel Maddow rant on your that's on your social media, right? Uh, I was going to make a video. I just ran out of time today. Oh, okay. All right. Cool. Cool. Uh, what about you, Joe? How can the folks follow you out there, keep up with you? Um, everything is kind of compiled and condensed at 13cgunreviews.com, so you can get links to the various uh, social media mm-hmm. pages. Now we're on Minds, so uh, we got that going for us. But uh, Full 30 and, 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 uh, and GunStreamer, definitely check us out there. Uh, Instagram, we're at 13cgunreviews as well as Facebook. Facebook's the easiest one to get to, facebook.com forward slash gunreviews. Um, that's it there. Uh, the newsletter, sign up for the newsletter. We do regular giveaways, um, there. So, uh, well, it, it, any of the, the website you can sign up for it, Facebook, you can sign up for the newsletter, um, sign up for Hank's newsletter too. Uh, Hank's Hank.tv, Hank strange TV. Yeah. Uh, yes, I think so. Yes. <laughs> I don't remember exactly what it is. I can't yeah. remember off the top of my head, but it's something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, uh, I need to up, I need and, to get mine moved over up and uh, upgraded a little bit. But yes, absolutely. And I saw a comment that just scrolled out of the chat about relating to the uh, the plates and the screws and how this thing oh, mounts right. up. That mm-hmm. that is in the full. We don't have time now to get into it, but that is in the full video. Um, and you'll see this thing get torture tested as well for being sturdy and how the plates work because they're not they're not traditional you know screw plate screw optic type thing. It's a little bit different. Um, probably I would, well, I would get almost more, more sturdy mounting system cause it's negating the extra set of screws, but go ahead, check that out and, uh, it'll answer uh, all of that and then proof in the pudding testing. Awesome. All right, cool. All right. So thanks to everyone for joining us. It's been a fun show. Good hanging out with 13 C gun reviews. You guys have to go check them out. Of course, Richard Hughes, flying rich and pebbles. We can't forget pebbles also pebbles. out there. <laughs> check them out. Thanks to everyone for joining us. We'll see you guys tomorrow. I think tomorrow's Friday, right? Yeah, All right, we'll see you guys tomorrow. We are out Thanks, everybody. Have a great night. Peace. See ya.